Yoohoo Running Crew, we're doing something very different this week. So if you're tuning in solely for Aqua Teen content, turn this off now. Throw your phone out the window. Uh, karate chop your monitor off your desk. Put your headphones in the washing machine. Do what you got to do. This ain't for you. But if you like this podcast otherwise, then I think you're going to like what's in store. Back in March, I sent in an 11-minute voice message to my favorite podcast, Booyah 90s Now. It's an embarrassing story about a very specific moment in December of 2021 influenced by 90s trading cards. It's a tale of knowing I was making a wrong decision as I was making it, but for whatever reason, being unable to really do anything about it. So if you dig the nostalgia and early 2000s stuff we touch on in Dancing is Forbidden, definitely stick around. Beyond that, one of the hosts of Booyah listens to Dancing is Forbidden, so I sent in this voice clip not knowing what they would do with it, if they would do anything at all, and the host, Rob, he, he takes it and they play with the Dancing is Forbidden format of, of this podcast with this clip I sent in. So it's very fun and kind of tailor-made specifically for anybody who listens to this show. So to be clear, this is an episode of Booyah 90s Now. You can find all their stuff over at loweffortcontent.com. Check the link in the show notes if you want to listen to more. I mean, genuinely, it's my favorite podcast. I'm not just saying that. I'm not somebody who has a bunch of favorite podcasts. This is this is the one. This is my one favorite podcast. And the fact that they made a two-hour episode on an 11-minute voice clip I sent in is just really cool and one of the nicest things anybody's ever done for me. So I'm really excited to share this story with you. I just never got around to mentioning them doing this episode because when they put this episode out, we had a lot of Aqua Teen news going on, so I didn't want to convolute things up too much. And I'm just so, so excited to share it with you. So thank you so much to Rob for letting me put this in the feed since I couldn't get an episode together this week. Enjoy. Check it out. Hi, I'm Rob. I'm Joe. This is Booyah 90s Ronnie. It's the podcast where we listen to Ronnie and talk about how it makes us feel. <laughs> The only thing keeping me from passing out at this godforsaken hour is Joe doing his incredible Rascal Flats impersonation, breathing life into my otherwise catatonic body. There we go. Yeah, we'll get back to Ronnie. Yeah. But first... I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm still like stretching out my vocal cords, so I don't know if Rascal's going to bust out today. Oh, <laughs> well, you'll have another opportunity later. Oh, I know. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I watched a dude talking about anyone can learn how to sing. Uh, I'm like, we'll see. Cal. I don't know. But he was doing this thing that I started doing. I forgot to do it today, but I, I did start doing it before recording or just when I feel like it. Where you go, and you go through the scale. Yeah, yeah. And it loosens up your lips and it gets your vocal cords all ready to go. Does it feel cool? That's why I sound so fucking good right now. Oh, I just yeah. did that. You should do it, go. Nah, I feel uh, nervous. I'll screw up. Oh, man. The thing with your lips, it looked intense. <laughs> I've never seen it. There you go. But I can't do the do that while doing the song thing. You just do that, put it places, it tickles on people. <laughs> Fuck a scale, huh? <laughs> I can't find a scale. That sounded like some kind of instrument broke. You know? <laughs> oh, no, this clarinet's dying. This clarinet's fucked. We need to take this to the clarinet doctor. Hey, somebody fucked the trombone again. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. That's a real cummy scale you did. Someone has fucked a trombone i'm sure because it's a, because everything. it's an object <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs>
Before we get going, here's a voicemail we got from a listener. Oh, hi, Booyah. It's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I write and produce and direct and star in a real American movie called The Room. <laughs> My favorite podcast is Dancing is Forbidden. It's smart. It's fun. I love it, Babyface. And Ronnie said he liked Booyah. So I tried it. He did not betray me. He did not. You want to know why I like Booyah? Ha, <laughs> I cannot tell you. It's confidential. Okay, long story short, I like to hear about your sex life. <laughs> and I make a movie about Booyah. I play both characters because I'm a real American actor like James <laughs> Dean. Joe will say, I tell you what, I play real American football. And like my friend PJ would always be like, Trisella's got a face made for a podcast. <laughs> and I'm lucky that love is blind. Do you know what I mean? I'm so happy I have Robert as my best friend, and I love Jenna so much in an animal way. And Rob will say, yeah, you know, I'm secretly gay all the time with wieners. That's the idea. And I put my ideas into practice. It'll be blockbuster. Okay, be good, Rob and Joe. You always play psychologist with us. And thank you to Ronnie for recommendation, but he too chicken to call show. Cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> anyway, do you need to pee? All right, well, thanks, Tommy Wiseau, wow. for calling in. Wow, that guy really listens. <laughs> he knows us. <laughs> do, uh, you don't need to pee, do you? No. No, later, I, Tommy. Dude, we'll later. pee later. We need to do that movie. For yeah, we will. Eventually. We should do it. The, the Room. That was good, man. I don't. The, what I like about that impression is that I don't even know what the guy sounds like, but I can tell you're really on it. What are you talking about, impression? <laughs> All right. Well, Ronnie did call in. Yeah. Take that, Wazo. Take that, you fake Wazo. He sent it our way March 9th, twenty twenty two. Uh huh. What's going on in the world? Number one at the box office that week. Uh huh. I think. Uh huh. The Batman. Oh. This is the new one. Are, Are you, you up on this at all? No. Are you fucking with now, me? Now listen, before we pressed record, you told me you got fancy fast internet. I know. With I got snow melting satellite dishes a, and shit. I got Starlink, which rednecks and Ukrainians get <laughs> right now. Uh yeah, and just because I have fast internet, don't assume I know about what they're doing out there in the world. But it is so sad that that's what it is. <laughs> Well, I the you, Batman is the, the movie. The Batman. Give me a fucking break. Guess who's playing the Batman? I don't know. Fucking uh, that guy who plays Scrooge in the Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> who plays Scrooge? Doesn't he play Alfred oh, in the other ones? Oh, oh, Michael Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> oh, mom and dad are shot. Oh, oh, I guess I'll be a superhero. Michael Caine. Who is it? Bradley you don't even, Cooper. I'm gonna say Bradley a name. Cooper. I'm going to say a name. Zendaya. And you're going to say, I don't know who yeah, that is. It's true. I am, <laughs> am going to say that. Because I tell you what, it's not Michael Caine. Mm -hmm. It's not. I'll do a Bradley Cooper impression, too. This is Bradley Cooper uh, from A Star is Born, mm -hmm. where he definitely just was ripping off Sam Elliott. It's not Bradley Cooper. That's how he <laughs> talks in that. I actually saw an interview. Is Sam Elliott in that? Yeah, yeah. With Sam Elliott, where he said that like Bradley Cooper had a long conversation with him about how to do an impression of him for that role. You know, I watched the movie. Yeah. Uh, not good, by the way. Uh -huh. But uh, I tend to not respond to Bradley Cooper films, I've noticed. I don't know why that is. I'm going to think of at least one more. Well, yeah. the, the Hangover. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. Didn't care. No. The uh, is he in? I tried starting that new like noir one, and I was like, oh man, I just don't respond what to is that. I don't respond to Guillermo del Toro movies. Oh, is he in? They're uh, like gorgeously made, but like they're like weirdly like Nightmare Alley or something like that. Yeah, they're like just like not about anyone I care about ever. Yeah, or like there's one called The Shape of Water. Oh yeah, <laughs> and everyone liked it, and I remember one of. Uh, Matthew was like, have you guys seen The Shape of Water? And you go, I probably won't on account of it's called The Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the blank of blank, <laughs> take a hike. I'm not I'll interested. tell you what, I went and saw that. I couldn't like it. I liked The Rules of Attraction. I haven't seen that, so. The adaptation of the Ellis movie. But I liked it in college 20 sure. years ago. Sure. Is he in that young Bradley Cooper? No. Oh, that's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Nope. The Blank of Blank. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's a Roger Avery movie. We really flooded into like many different oh, yeah. tangents there. I don't I think mean, I've... I think some Blank of Blanks could probably be cool. Oh, but, I'm sure. But like <laughs> uh, Shape of Water was hard to... Hard the Audacity of Hope. Well, uh, Starring uh, the Fresh Prince, Bel Air. Does he... What? Oh, oh I was the thinking... The Pursuit of Happiness. I was thinking of the... It's another of... of. <laughs> I thought they should do the audacity of hope where Will Smith plays Obama. <laughs> he'd probably he, fucking nail he it. He probably would. For one thing, Obama's easy. For You just do the impression of an elder Midwestern man. <laughs> like, that's an Obama impression. Well, uh, gonna make a movie? Yeah. <laughs> he could have a broke shot and everybody be like, oh, it's cool he plays basketball. I'm like, he doesn't play basketball. <laughs> he made that one shot with a bunch of soldiers around him once. He's made a few shots. Yeah. Lefty, right? Yep. Robert Pattinson. Oh, I know who that is. He is in Oh, you good would know because he's in Good Times. Yeah, right. in Good Times. Holy shit. That's one of those Safety Brothers movies. They're just like, shit's happening the whole fucking time. The DVD comes with a seatbelt. Buckle in. Yeah, it's really seriously intense. He's great in that. Xanax. He's very good in that. And I also know that he's the Twilight boy. That's right. Yeah. I've never seen Twilight, though you told me I, I would like it because I once described a plot that I thought would be interesting. And you're like, oh, you're describing Twilight. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, I cannot believe I would say you would I, like I it. I think, well, you were kidding. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to go watch Twilight. Here's other people you know in The Batman. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, yeah. She was in that TV show I really liked about rich white ladies. Right. Starring Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, and the fucking um, wonderful Laura Dern. Oh, yeah. God damn. What's the name of that show? Shailene Woodley as well. Oh, yeah. That's right. Good she's, fucking show. She's Jesus. like, you got to chew clay and then put it under your arms instead of deodorant. I'm like, all right. Well, you're a pretty good actress, though. <laughs> <laughs> though. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. She they, and Aaron Rodgers are a thing now, uh-huh. and they're like, I don't know about these vaccines. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. Okay, you guys are goddamn geniuses, I'm sure. Old Aaron Rodgers just going brilliantly through life. Fucking guy. He can really see his receivers, though, I'll tell you what. <laughs> he just sees them. And what, then, is he a good quarterback? He just sees them and then throws it to them. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't do that. It's shocking that people can do that. Do you want to think of the name of that show? <laughs> Pretty Little Liars or something? Oh, close enough. It's got liars in it, right? Yeah, something. Big. Yep. Lies. Well, Big little lies. That's it. <laughs> I had to work my way to it. And then uh, Paul Dano. Oh, yeah. Is I really like the fart movie with old Harry Potter that he made. 
Oh, so fucking funny. Swiss, Swiss Army, Army man. man. Was that him? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it was fun, man. I was, liked that movie a lot. Yeah, such a strange. I can't believe that movie like exists. It seems I like no. It seems like the kind of thing you just start like goofing off with your friends and you make up, but like no one will actually make it because it's about a guy farting and that's like he's a human jet ski with his farts and you ride him you know what i mean like is he dead i'm I think trying to remember i think he's a corpse daniel radcliffe's body's a corpse in it radcliffe is the corpse i think i cannot remember i remember enjoying it and i can't remember and yeah. i can't picture who's what or when they're yeah. in the woods for a while and they build like a home that was pretty there's cool. something happens with poop i remember yeah yeah oh in the movie yeah <laughs> no not just in my hand on the so couch many things happen with poop it's, you got to be more specific. Uh, the and he's also the guy uh, in There Will Be Blood. That's what I was trying to remember. If it was, good. I drink your milkshake. I think he's the one getting his milkshake drunk and oh. drank and drunk. Now, see, I didn't know they were drinking milkshakes in there. Now maybe I'll check it out. It's fucking. You'll you'll be like, what's this opening scene? Like, like, That's what I was like. I put it on. I'm like, well, exactly. I've, I've loved P.T. Anderson in the past. Let me put on this thing. It's and pretty. This guy's good, just man. walking around outside. See, you know what's really interesting about that movie? Though, there's a scene that was always big in the commercials in it, and I could be remembering this wrong, but where uh, fucking Daniel Day Lewis is like, "I've abandoned my boy, I've abandoned my son," and then they cut to the next thing in the trailer, and it's like, "Wow, that's heartbreaking." This guy screaming that he abandoned his boy. Yeah, but then in the movie, well, don't give it away. Maybe I won't give much away here. There's like that has like such a more interesting layer to it, if I'm remembering correctly, where he's kind of. Shouting that by pretend to manipulate people. <laughs> oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, but he also is simultaneously like you realize like he also is realizing he means it as he's shouting it, but he's also trying to manipulate a small congregation of people. Hmm, it's fucking cool. <laughs> like that manipulate them to buy a movie ticket in the trailer. It has something to do with like oil and land or something. <laughs> well, that was my understanding. <laughs> right. That's why I moved on. And also, if you're sitting there like I just watched Still Be Blood, that's not what's going on. You know what? Fuck you. I haven't seen it in fucking 13, 15 years or whenever the hell it came out when I watched it with my high school girlfriend. I want to see... College, I'd say, I should say. Licorice Pizza, his mm-hmm. newest one. Yeah, me too. I missed it in theater, so I'm waiting for it to show up somewhere I can watch it. I've heard a mix of things. Uh, it seems to have maybe upset some of the uh, vigilant ones out there oh. who want to make sure that everybody's making movies about perfect people or oh, something. right, right. right. Uh, I don't know what the complaints are. I don't know what the movie is. I tend to respond to his work. So I, you know, I I think that because I love Boogie Nights so much. Mm-hmm. What else? I really like that Sandler one. That really bleak. Punch Drunk Love. So bleak. I love, I've seen all the other ones like once or not at all. I love Sandler in any kind of serious, depressed guy role. I love Sandler. Period. He's the finest actor. He's wonderful. Since Daniel Day Lewis retired, we got Sandler. <laughs> is he retired? Daniel? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that something? Good for him. He's like the Barry Sanders of acting. <laughs> right? Like, like everyone's like, like yeah. oh, you're the best ever. And he's like, I know. He's like, yeah. I don't know. I, well, I'm going to retire now so I don't get CTE. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> the Batman. Yeah. Jesus directed Christ. by Matt Reeves, who co-created Felicity with J.J. Abrams, who mm-hmm. went on to do whatever he did, right? Is he the lost guy and some Star just... Trek and some Star Wars shit? They started with Felicity? Yeah, what a weird thing to begin That's with. an odd one. And then also Matt Reeves directed The Pallbearer, uh-huh. which is a David Schwimmer movie that came out maybe like peak early Friends huh. success. Schwimmer's like 
what what movie should I make? Mm-hmm. He makes the fucking Paul Bear with Gwyneth Paltrow. Is it like real serious? It's like this kind of dour. Uh-huh. I think it's supposed to be a comedy, except uh-huh. they forgot about funny stuff. <laughs> David Schwimmer, though, he's all, he's all right. He's all right. I remember when We Hate Movies did that really early on. When I first discovered We Hate Movies, I remember listening to the Paul Bear, and they created this character, Cloudy. Uh-huh. It's just this sad cloud, gray cloud <laughs> following Schwimmer around everywhere he goes in the movie. Oh, I don't know if Gwyneth Paltrow likes me. Is it a cartoon? <laughs> it was just a, well, they were making them up, the Cloudy uh, character, but. Oh, I see what you're saying. This is people talking about the movie. Yeah, this is us talking about other people talking about I'm slow. a movie that uh, you haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, this, that's a lot of fucking concepts for me. Is this good podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about the Batman. Uh-huh. I'll watch this. I think I've at least tried every iteration of the Batman. Mm-hmm. And Batman is the only superhero character I've ever been interested in or cared about at all and care is even a strong word mm-hmm. but like they come out with all these spider-men i'm like who could care right. superman who cares mm-hmm. i even tried uh the one where superman and batman fuck <laughs> fucked in slow motion right uh dawn battle of justice dawn of time now do you think when superman justice and League? batman fuck they like their penises are like cut like their suits are still on and like their penis is like in the suit like it's just a full body condom and their penis there's like a like a just a bulge that's like real tight to their penis and they fuck with that is you think the, that they're, they, the suit i kind of imagine like the suits are somehow super equipped so that when they get an erection like it form fits around their oh it form and fits dick. does it also form fit inversely up their butthole <laughs> yes like so, the, so the, the one who can go in there so the catcher who i assume is superman <laughs> i don't know he I just, needs it more i feel like yeah like he's at like <laughs> he really wants to get banged up the ass while batman looks ready to give it he's like batman's like and also i love the image of the batman's like bat ears and this ma- mask just like thrust <laughs> <laughs> Batman's like uh, some thug in an alley already fucked me up the ass right. by murdering my parents. Oh, so <laughs> I like to do the fucking these days. They really like that, like bad, sad, like bad parents thing happens to a superhero when they're a kid. Doesn't don't they all have somebody dead in their what background? Can't just be a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I like Batman because he's rich. So fuck him. You know? It's one of those things where stories in the world need like there needs to be like this real overt cause. Oh, I need to. Well, yeah. you know what I mean? Sometimes people do shit for no reason. I watched that Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. I, would, Except I, don't, I don't think I finished it. I don't think I could watch it because I it's, checked my watch. Yeah. And I was like, eh. I don't know about all this Joaquin Phoenix from the master directed by P.T. Anderson. Oh, yeah. I've never seen the master. Really? No, I've never. Well, no, I watched like half of it once at Jenna's old place, but I was I was pretty high. <laughs> no, you didn't have another couple of hours. I certainly something half. else happened. I don't remember what. It was daytime, which is already a weird time for me to be starting a movie. Number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh huh. Am I gonna not know it? Of course not. Depends. You'd be surprised. Surprise this. No, I don't know. This. It's got that weird kind of fuzzy sound to it. Well, I like it just fine, I'll tell you that much. Because it's pop music. Never mind. Oh, this is the cool part. 
I thought maybe like a, a girl was gonna start singing nicely. That it's just like. I like that. Yeah, you would like that. I like that part. Because it resembles like someone doing a bad impression of boys to men or something. Maybe a little in sync. Oh. What's with these guys doing weird accents when they sing? I don't know where these guys are from. It's heat waves. LFO guy has says words weird. That guy in the Swanets. Yeah, like people say words weird in songs where I'm like, I don't know that that's even an accent. Yeah, that was a strange song. It felt like I listened to just number one. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to like it. I was rooting for it the whole way. Yeah. But it kind of changed too many times in like the two seconds that we listened <laughs> to it. Uh, Scrolling down the list of Hot 100, I'm like, I've never heard of. I've heard that song. I never heard of sure. Glass Animals. I didn't sure. know what it was called or anything. Boy, I've really, and this isn't a surprise, except for a while, I don't think it was the case. Mm-hmm. It's like I hit 40 and all of a sudden I fell off the pop culture planet. You know, I just don't About know time. what's going on. About time, bro. Well, sure. It's just Although, a, hmm. at 15 mm-hmm. this week on the Hot 100 is a song I've been listening to, Dua Lipa, Levitating. Never heard this. It's fucking good. It is good. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of pop lately, though. Mm-hmm. I got a thing where I don't like males in pop. Have I talked about it? I'm cool with women doing pop music. Men need to fucking nut up and do something tougher. In my experience, I like men and women. Uh, Bruno Mars, I really respond to. Oh, my God, I hate Bruno If I hear Mars. a Bruno Mars song, there's that one he did with Cardi B. A couple, I don't know when it was, but it was yeah. so good. He's, he's got that like echoey old school sound to it, and they're kind of like singing to each other. Yeah. It's fucking good. Now I'm curious. No, I don't want to listen to it, and then you tell me it sucks. Tough shit. Oh, God. Please me? Yeah. Don't don't play it. It's not going to be good. I like the bass. Yeah, see how he's like echoing? I've never heard this. This could have come out in 1997, the way he's singing. It's true. Which is why I like it. It kind of reminds me of like New Edition. Yeah, it's got a real throwback sound. I actually like it way more than I thought I would. And I generally just respond to Cardi B. I don't know why. I don't think I've ever heard her. She just always talks about like fucking and stuff, and I like anyone who does that. I like how she has no panties in the way. That exactly. sounds convenient. Yeah. I just like anyone who sings about their privates in general. I usually respond to it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> video games. Mm-hmm. Gran Turismo 7. What, you steal cars? I don't you know. You race cars? I think you race them. Mm. WWE 2K22. Probably awful. People tend to think that WWE games are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big one that everybody's talking about at this time, or a couple weeks ago, is Elden Ring. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar for like some reason. a big reason. fantasy immersive mm-hmm. what you do thing, put on some armor and swing a sword type deal. Cool. 
I don't know. Never did that kind of thing. Uh, I feel like me neither. I tried a WWE game. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand the controls because I can never understand controls mm-hmm. because it ain't Mario anymore out there. No, there's more than A and B buttons. Oh man, I just want those A and B buttons. <laughs> I love the Super Nintendo controller. Mm. I can still feel them in my palm. I get the little sweat on the, the little curves on each side. Yeah. I mean, I, I got pretty used to the Xbox controller with Madden yeah. f- 15 years ago. I never got in, never had an Xbox, and I never played it. I got good at PS2. That was my one thing. Well, and not good at it. I was good at Madden. Mm-hmm. Beat the shit out of my friends. Did you ever play the version where... Because I would just like- change the plan of the line. I knew yeah. how to do that really well, and I was just like, all right, read the defense. And I was like, a oh, bird's eye view. Man, if only quarterback was like that. <laughs> Did you ever play where you were the, the guy and it was more POV and you were No, but I probably would suck lower down on the field. It was pretty fun. Yeah. And they also had one where your cone of vision is the quarterback. Oh yeah, like I remember highlighted. that when that came out. Yeah, I remember so that. You, you throw a better percentage if you would move the cone to where you're actually looking I was at good the receiver. At, I was good at like using the cone to go one way and then making the the safety that my friend was controlling follow the cone and then I'd zip the cone back the other way. All the stuff I wanted to be able to do in real life. We may have talked about it before, but I remember I would have seasons where I controlled the team and my friend controlled the team, the guy who really got me into Madden. And, uh, you know, so we'd watch each other play and stuff, and mm-hmm. I knew what plays he ran. So when yeah. we played each other, every now and then our schedules, we'd have to play each other. Mm-hmm. And I would just do double coverage on the outside because he loved to do this, like have each receiver kind of do a uh, – uh, what's the – like they're gonna cut to the outside, like a deep out. Yeah, I guess. Like not a post, a flag. A flag is like if you're going on an angle, deep, deep and out. A deep like out is when going... you run like 10, 15 yards and then break straight to the sideline. And the quarterback throws like a bullet. Nah, it was more. But it's of long. A... It's like you go... I'm right that a post route is like you cut toward the field goal post. Yes, and a so flag what's... is the opposite. Of that. Well, that's what we called it. Flag. Yeah, it like must have running like towards flag. the pylon. Yeah, like the pylon. Yeah. He would do a double one of those, so, so... I just put double coverage on both sides. Yeah. Which, of course, must have opened up the middle and shit, but he, he was going to throw to re- one of those he guys. He didn't react in, to he, what you were doing. He couldn't adjust, yeah. Crazy how people just do what they're going to do. And then he got upset that I would like score too much and not keep things realistic. I'm like, well, I'm just I'm just mastering the game. I had this weird desire for to like play Madden seasons that were like real NFL seasons. You know how dull that is? I know, but it, uh, and I never did it. I never oh, eighty yards rushing for my star. I never did it, but I was like, like I always wanted like the I wanted like I, I like had this weird fantasy of like the the level of difficulty matching my skill level in such a way that I could have like a kind of like like a solid NFL season, like where I'm trying my hardest. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, but it never worked out that way. Either I had it on too high and they would kill me, or it would be too low, and I could just score like seventy points. I remember, and you really could. There were like weird glitches in the game where you like you. There were like certain plays that just certain plays that would work. just kill. Yeah, yeah. I used to love to run at the that, outside with my super fast running back. Bothered me. <laughs> like I was like, come on, you know what I mean? Like you could just do this over and over. I want to. I just video game the shit of it. I was like, I'm gonna have a running quarterback who's like a 91 at speed. Which is faster than Michael Vick. That's what Gerard used to do. He'd take, he'd take Vick. That's who he'd use and just run around. <laughs> I remember him being a 90. He might have been a 94 in speed one year. But uh, yeah, so just get a fast quarterback and a fast running back mm-hmm. and fast receivers and fast cornerbacks and fast 
defensive ends and yeah. fast linebackers and you just get to the spots faster yeah. than everybody it's, it's so easy yeah i would totally i you know one year like when d'angelo hall was a rookie he's like mm-hmm. a 98 at speed he's 20 years old i'm like i'll make any trade get him fuck yeah i'll set at cornerback everyone yeah i used to love to get sean taylor rest in peace someone shot How him did he dead die? in his home he got shot man. yeah didn't steve mcnair get shot too yeah by who I want to say that one might have been a, a waitress. Wow. Someone who was displeased with him. That bummed me out. I was like, ah, oh, Steve Air McNair. As we record this yesterday, Taylor Hawkins died, the drummer for Foo Fighters, who was in oh, that yeah. Alanis Morissette documentary. Alanis. I remember being, uh, when Jenna told me that he died, I remember being like, not surprised. No. <laughs> um, per, just because of how he sounded in that documentary like he's just partying yeah he likes to party he apparently od'd and went into a coma back in 2001 Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah he made another 20 some odd years sounds like he enjoyed himself sure it's Uh, always i don't know for some reason i've been especially sensitive mm -hmm. to deaths yeah i don't know why Mm -hmm. but everybody every time somebody dies i'm kind of like oh life is precious huh Guess so. I have that thought in my chair. Sure. Uh, I watch uh, Heart of Dixie. And then you put on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you just got back from watching The Batman. You listen to Glass Animals on the way home. We're going to play some WWE 2K22. Uh-huh. But first, you uh-huh. check out What's on Adult Swim. Uh-huh. Robot Chicken. Oh, Squid yeah. Billies. Smiling Friends, which I don't know. Wait, Robot Chicken's still going? And Aqua Teen Hunger Force. These may well they're, be... They're replays or whatever. Yeah. Reruns. Reruns. Uh, did you watch any Robot Chicken? I remember when it came out. No, but Jenna loves it. She made me watch the one. <laughs> it was really funny. It was like a, the Keebler Elves and the Cookie Monster is like attacking their town. <laughs> like, like cause they're making, funny. they're making cookies like in the forest, but he's like Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great i know <laughs> i don't i don't really remember how i responded to it i you know it might have been a little spastic for me like a little all over the place you know jumping and jumping and jumping yeah to different little bits and most like adult swim or adult sw- swim type things are great for me in short bursts but i don't stick with them because they're a little zany or mm-hmm. something a little uh they're non-immersive <laughs> or something like because of they're just like kind of absurdity. And so I don't get as into them for, for whatever reason. At the very least, they're not character driven. Right. They're like joke and situation driven. And I love to get like care about a person. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's why I don't come back there, but it's never because I dislike them even, you know what I mean? It's never, it's just like they don't have the thing that makes me turn into a loyal viewer. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to finish that. Turn uh, into a what? I don't remember what we were talking about, but Stuart one time turned me on to the Squid Billy's theme song, and I think you might enjoy at least parts of it. Mm-hmm. It's by Billy Joe Shaver, mm-hmm. who is dead mm-hmm. and uh, was friends with Norm, and Norm said he was the best songwriter in, in the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. But so here's this theme song. I think this is different versions of the same theme song pieced together. I don't know if it's actually one big thing, but here we go. Broke jail, the house was burnt and bare. 
The Japs moved the plant back to Osaki. Some days life just don't seem that fair. I don't even care. I'm telling you, I just don't give a damn. I like that. I gave all my best years to that woman. There's a verse in here I really like. All she gave me was mouths to feed. A miracle straight from the loins of Jesus. Since Charlie blew off both my testes. <laughs> it was a massacre. It was a massacre. My oldest son was born in Albany. Who is this? Billy Joe Shaver. The middle one says he's a homosexual. The other seven's gone. I don't know where and I don't <laughs> care. I just don't care. Get your Yankee ass off my property. <laughs> don't care if the bank gave you a day. That's what I like. It just gets it gets so absurd. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. What? My dreams are all dead and buried. Sometimes I wish the sun would just explode. <laughs> Sometimes I wish the sun calls me to his kingdom. I'll take all your sons of the bitches when I go. Let Sometimes I wish the sun would just explode. That's <laughs> what <laughs> beat the Japanese in the War of 1812. Well, so what is that from? Was from something? Or yeah, one of the shows on Adult Swim. I see. Uh, presumably. I had to look at the follow or like mm. the upcoming Wednesday. Mm. I couldn't find the lineup for this actual Wednesday, March 9th. But uh, assuming it's roughly the same, at least, Squidbillies was in that lineup. That's a weird-ass show. Mm-hmm. Ugly character design like so many Adult Swim shows. Yeah, that kind of intentional ugly they do. I guess so. Uh, although I find a, a lot of animation hideous. I don't, like, care. I don't care too much about animation I, at all, it turns out. What do you mean? I like when it's just live action. Yeah. For whatever reason... I don't know why. I can see like when something's really talented and cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to think of a cartoon I've really watched all over liked as an adult. Well, King of the Hill is great. King of the Hill, yeah. But that's all that's it's people. So human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh um that's like an exception, I think. But uh mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why. I've often like in like I like Rick and Morty. I do too. But I'm trying to think. I don't really watch a lot of animation otherwise. But Rick and Morty, I think, could work for me no matter what they looked like. It's because of what they're saying. I remember when I first tried Rick and Morty with their little scribbly pupils. Uh I was like, this 
show it's ugly right right and i turn it off uh-huh. and it wasn't until i don't know how long later when people like no it's super funny and smart yeah. and it's dan Harmon. i don't think i realized mm-hmm. you know so i was like okay mm-hmm. and then it turns out to be one of the funniest things ever yeah it's fucking really <laughs> it's funny wildly funny i love like when they just like pan out at the end of a season and like they're like waving up at the camera and, like that's the <laughs> end of the season like they just sudden like they just suddenly like joke about the show or like acknowledge it yeah there's so many it's such a dynamic show yeah like anything can happen yeah but they manage that well versus mm-hmm. a show where it can be like somehow the freedom that they build into the nature of the show can make it like incoherent yeah and a little too all all over the place for mm-hmm. me well each episode whatever weird thing it's doing it has like airtight logic yeah that, like sometimes if- i give them credit for that without being able to follow it myself you know well i'm a little less interested in anything involving multiverse stuff mm-hmm. so i my least I, I respond less to rick and morty episodes where it's like lots of multi like that one anything on the train involved, where yeah. it's like the story like it's something about narratives and they're using the train as an yeah. analogy I, I didn't understand any of it i'm only there for the jokes yeah. i just like when they say shit to each other it's super funny I just like the lines. They really, really make me laugh as well. Yeah, like I follow the plots just enough to get from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not that invested in any of it. Right. I get the gist, so I can hang in there for all the funny lines, mm-hmm. like an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> like I know this is genius. I'm not going to bother trying to follow it. I just want the lines. Genius. I always thought that I didn't stick with BoJack Horseman because I didn't care about anything. I liked BoJack, so what am I talking about? I don't know. BoJack was fucking good, man. But yeah, again, that's not really... Uh, it's just because it's funny and it's about like sadness. and yeah. So I like that. I, I turned out that. It turns out I really just need to like, like... I guess regardless of if it's animated or not, I have to be connecting with the characters somehow. Well, you can't connect with Brian Griffin? No, exactly. Yeah, like Family Guy can't connect. There's nothing to connect to there. Yeah. This episode of Booyah is brought to you by Dark Exiles in the Closet. Do you find the outside world too stressful to deal with? (laughs) Do you need somewhere to hide pretty shit you bought with a Target employee discount? Dark Exiles in the Closet. Maybe you'll get to move to slightly less dark storage. Booyah is also brought to you by the patrons at patreon.com slash Podcast. Thanks, Ginger Wolf, for example, Roger, Matt, James. If you'd like to support Booyah, $5 a month will get you exclusive content about cute guys with whole eggs in their mouths. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Really good. Door handles falling under piano benches. Mm-hmm. I think that's in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. And old men nosediving to their death at the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite Booyahs right there. It's a good one. It's a... It's a Booyah length conversation about an old man falling down once. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, We do appreciate the support. Uh, Thank you. And now let's get to Ronnie's voicemail. Yeah. Hey, my fellow Booyah listeners, I am Ronnie, and I'm here to tell you a story about how the 90s impacted a decision I made just a few months ago. I was born in 1993, so most of my memories from the decade are a vague haze in my big dumb brain. But one event was so cataclysmic that I couldn't forget it if I tried. So right off the bat, he's driving at the at least one aspect of the nature of Booyah, right? Being dumb? Well, being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wrote, what did he say? Big Dumb Brain? Yeah. You remember I wrote that song, yeah. sort of loosely inspired by you, called Big Dumb Head? Yeah, Robert wrote a song <laughs> about me called Big Dumb Head. It's beautiful. You should play it on this podcast. Felix played it for me. Uh-huh. On guitar yesterday. Really? He goes, how do you play Big Dumb Head? Uh I'm like, it's the fucking easiest thing ever. It's a C chord. Yeah. The original, I don't have a guitar on me, but the original uh, version of that melody was around forever because I would just go, I'm going to play a C chord. It's the only chord I'm going to (laughs) play. So it was that forever. And then I finally wrote real words to it based Mm -hmm. on you. And um, But it does end up having a couple of other chords now Mm -hmm. in the version that became Big Dumb Head. But he just... Once he figured out what the chords were, mm-hmm. he just sang the whole thing word for word. And I was did like, "Did you even remember the words?" No, I was <laughs> like, "Were you reading that, or did you know mm-hmm. that?" He's like, "I knew it. You play it all the time." I'm like, "Yeah, a couple of years ago, I played it a yeah. lot." This fucking kid just—he's got the locks old, into his He's got head. the old memory, which is—it's look—it's—it's it's pretty fun, pretty nice. Yeah, to put some work into something. I try mm-hmm. to write a good song mm-hmm. that I did enjoy playing, and then. This person who's so important to me absorbed it mm-hmm. and enjoyed it and cared about it enough mm-hmm. to like learn it. Mm-hmm. And so to get to watch him play, it's a pretty unique experience. Like, oh, I, I created that and now my son is doing it. He's, he's singing the song I wrote. It's awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. I wonder if my dad felt that way when I was a teenager and I said, yeah, soccer is a communist sport. <laughs> I, I I genuinely didn't know what communism was as a teenager. I just thought it was like I knew it had to do with Russia, the color red, being soft and liking soccer. Is <laughs> <laughs> it something else? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, the, you know. I, I I think that's cool that Felix can fucking remember it. I remember just like I wish my big dumb head would go fuck itself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, mm. I'll, I got a version of that that mm-hmm. exists. I'll throw it on the end of this episode. Yeah. You know, anymore, it's like, well, I can't record it now because I never played it. So I'm all out of practice, sure. you know. But since I have a recording from a couple of years ago, right. great. Throw it in there. Pop it on. It's better than the version I sent you. Okay. Uh, in whatever ways. I don't remember now. But I remember being like, oh, okay, I did better this time. Sure. Uh, and you've never heard it. No, I'll hear it soon. There you go. No, Ronnie's getting that uh, shit happened to us in the 90s, and goddamn if it's not lingering. It's not making In us, our big, dumb brain. It's causing us to do dumb, <laughs> weird, inexplicable shit. So he's going to fit right in. The year is 1999. I'm at my cousin's birthday party. Six-year-old Ronnie walks up the long flight of stairs to the bonus room at his cousin's house to see a group of slightly older kids sitting in a circle, hunched over playing with something. The kids are all playing with something the young, future Booyah voice message lever had never seen before. Pokemon cards. Now, this story doesn't specifically have to do with Pokemon. Rob can relax, since he doesn't know any. I sure don't. Charizard. That yellow one's Pikachu. I got obsessed with Pokemon cards, but in secret, because it was like my little brother's thing, and I was too old for it. So I would watch like the show with like Ash and Pikachu and stuff, but like pretend I wasn't watching it. Yeah, Ronnie is... He says, what, 93? He's closer to my brother's age. Mm-hmm. And I, my brother's a little older than him. But I, uh, but I remember Pokemon coming out and I loved it because it was stuff that you could put in fucking binders. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. ga- I'm so glad I've recovered from my binder addiction that I had as a small boy. If, if I didn't stop with all the binders and spiral no- and uh, composition notebooks, I would just live in like just surrounded by towers of them. I uh, 
I, I, yeah, I guess I was way too old for Pokemon. Yeah, you would have been it, like. It seems like people around me were paying attention to it, but I wonder if it was Ellen, my little sister. Yeah, that. I mean, it that was fucking huge. I mean, huge. Him mentioning the birthday party reminded me that I uh, DM'd him. And I was like, hey, when would that party have been? Mm-hmm. Because originally, that stuff about songs and movies, I was going to do the date of the party, not the date that uh, he sent the message. Right. Real quick, I'm going to check in. That party was August of 99. Here's what came out the day before the party in theaters. Mickey Blue Eyes. Uh-huh. Do you know that one? Hugh Grant uh, oh. and Mobsters. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Is fucking De Niro in that? No. Oh, it's yeah. like a comedy. I thought I, think, I can. I can still remember. I d- I've definitely seen it. James Conn's in it. There you go. I knew I it was say, some fucking guy from one of the Godfathers. Yeah, I think Grant is dating a mobster's daughter. Mm, I think is the mm-hmm, premise. Mm-hmm. That sounds exactly right. I can specifically remember him like getting caught up in weird mob things. Hugh Grant is so watchable. I like, used I know to that's, I'm not out on a limb there. He's so charming and charismatic. Is he still screen. around? Did he die or something? <laughs> <laughs> he and Billy Shaver got shot down. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Outside a saloon in Austin. Texas. Yeah, what's going on with Hugh Grant? No, he's around. It's just Does that nobody work? gets to keep making movies unless they're Tom Cruise. Right, okay. They get to make movies that you don't care about or hear about because right. they're not the Batman. Right, well, I don't For care to hear about that either. But, but but like, what's the last Tom Hanks movie you're aware of? That guy fucking makes two movies a year still. Jeez. But none of them matter. Right. It's a weird world out there. Mm-hmm. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. You no. remember that? No. Katie Holmes. No. It's based on a book by whoever it is, mm-hmm. where the students. Oh, are, I love whoever it is. They, they, kid- <laughs> they kidnap the <laughs> teacher who's a pain in the ass played by Helen Mirren. Uh-huh. Uh, directed by Kevin Williamson. Mm-hmm. His Maybe his follow-up to Scream. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I'm going to tell you who the what's-her-name is. What the fuck? Credit the person. Wait, is it an original and not based on a book? That can't be right. Listen to me. I could have sworn mm. this is like a Lois Duncan type. You know, like who are the people who wrote teen thrillers, you know? I thought it was one of them, but apparently it's not. Hmm. That happened. It's got Barry Watson in it. Handsome guy from 7th Heaven. Oh, yeah. Barry Watson. Booyah favorite. That hair just coming down on the side of his face, not nice. Oh, floppy hair with his nice face. <laughs> I can still remember. I remember cracking up during our seventh heaven episode, just thinking about him just being like, just like getting annoyed with all the little siblings. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, getting, like <laughs> pissed at them because they're all just a bunch of tedious little assholes. Man, that's one of the worst ever TV families to imagine having to be a part of. Like, what's worse than that? I don't even know. Hey, but their houses look big. Sure. That's full. If it's a full house. <laughs> Universal Soldier The Return. Mm-mm. With Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, I don't watch those. Michael oh, White. You, you saw that. But uh, well, I don't even know if I saw it because by 99, I was kind of out on the action movie stuff. But, you know, this is the original sequel that no one cared about. Then they did some direct-to-DVD pieces of shit without JCVD, and then they did, as I mentioned sometimes, I imagine, but the mm-hmm. the sequels much later, mm-hmm. the uh, Regeneration and Day of Reckoning, that are awesome uh. and interesting. You know, what's what's a bonus room? What do you mean by that? Didn't he, didn't he say he went to a bonus room with all his cousins in it? Oh, oh. Well, I don't know. Probably like a... 
you know, like what your basement might have been. Okay. You know, like just some extra space that's I liked not... it. I just imagine like it's like a video game room. It's like boom, you go in there and just like a bunch of you collect all the rings, like or whatever the <laughs> like, points are. No, this story has to do with trading cards, sort of. From that point on, I was a sucker for them. Now, growing up in a family without any money, my acquisition of trading cards was limited to birthdays and Christmas, but the point still stands. In the early 2000s, I would carry my Yu-Gi-Oh card deck with me whenever I left the house. Never mind the fact I only played the actual card game a few times because I rarely hung out with kids outside of school, (laughs) and when I did get to play with my cards, the much wealthier kids I played with kicked my ass because they had way better cards than me because, well, money. Right? Yep. Like, there's a little microcosm for the way the world works. It's so fucking Like, I was really into a thing. But I didn't really have the ability socially to fully, you know, like make it into part of my life yeah. and like fully realize what it's supposed to be. Like this is a game that you're supposed to play with other people, mm-hmm. but I'm so socially inept that I just have to obsess over the game and even carry around the cards outside mm-hmm. the house uh, alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and just... That sounds about right to me. I mean, that's like the way I was with basketball forever. Like, I love basketball, and I'm playing on my driveway alone. And then Mm -hmm. at school, I'm like, I'm not good enough. (laughs) All these other kids have different circumstances from, you know, DNA to their father's... um, Talking to them. (laughs) (laughs) Talking to them. Their father's red-faced obsession with their own uh, athletic failures. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, there's a dark story on the, on that side too. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this you talking right now about like the and Ronnie's excerpt there. Me and Sam once like had this conversation about like what made popular, cool, capable kids, and it most of them were just they had money in our schools. Like it was like they had more opportunities and stuff, and they like therefore like kind of like they were cooler looking. They just it's, were it's better really at things. It's really straightforward to me. Yeah, like it was. It wasn't even like a. Yeah, when when I think back, I'm like, people who had bigger houses and more stuff were just more confident and I mean, better at doing things. Look at all the different reasons why that would be the case. Yeah. It's not an illusion, I don't think. I mean, one, attractive people. There is a bias in favor of attractive people, so they have more success professionally. Right. I think that's. Is that right? I think that has mm-hmm. been studied a bit. Mm-hmm. And so, to some degree, successful people might be better looking. Mm -hmm. And so, they both get to be the rich kids, Mm -hmm. plus they might be better looking. I always thought, at my high school, for example, that if you were a guy, maybe a little sexist or whatever, but if you're a guy and you're a doctor, a lawyer, Mm -hmm. or some kind of hotshot accountant. Hotshot accountant. I don't know. Don't they? They're like filling spreadsheets. (laughs) They make money. Well, that's the thing, right? And so, if you're established and making money, who are you going to marry? That's right. Some some hot chick. Right. And then also if the family has money, especially if it is that kind of deal where it's off of one income, mm-hmm. the mom probably, mm-hmm. especially when we were growing up, is available to drive you to stuff. She's present. And you can afford to do all the different like mm-hmm. entry fees, the the dues for mm-hmm. whatever clubs or sports teams or anything like that, the equipment that you need. So like the money very directly would play a role in you having those opportunities mm-hmm. that you're talking about. But also not having to have two incomes in the family and mm-hmm. not having two people in the house working 50 and 60 hour weeks, including commute. Yeah. It, it means that someone's around to take you to these things, mm-hmm. you know? And also like you ever see a fucking rich kid on a diving board? 
they just do like three somersaults and flying through the air and all kinds of shit. Like, cause they just like, yeah, I got one of those in my backyard. Yeah, you know I, I mean? have a pool, so I'm a better swimmer. If we do pool party, I'm ready. I've yeah, done it. Exactly. If we do sport, I play at all the sports. Yeah. I have all the encouragement, time, resources. I have a money. batting cage in my backyard. I, I did know some kids with batting really? cages. Yeah. But they, that was some red faced dad situations. <laughs> so. <laughs> you know, uh, can I host sleepovers so that I get to be in charge of the sleepovers? Yeah. Well, I have more room than everybody, so yeah. it works out really well. You know, there's so many things that go into it. I mean, people who have success are probably also better at networking, and so they can pass on those social skills to their kids. And so sure enough, the richer kids are also the better looking kids are also better at making friends and also have way more practice mm-hmm. at making friends and, and being friends because of all the activities they get to do because they're someone in the house is available to take them places if that's right if they're rich enough they might even have like a servant of some kind to take them places <laughs> yeah, i'm not true. i'm not aware of an example of that in my life my uh i have a relative who like married into my family whose uh father was a senator uh mm. in the old days in like well old days in like the 60s or 70s and she was raised by like a mostly by like a black woman yeah and she like has like the best social skills of anyone in the world. <laughs> like yeah. this lady, like because of the way she was raised by, she had two parents and another person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and she's and uh, she can just like talk to anyone so smoothly and never seems overwhelmed and is comfortable and funny and just present. Yeah. Probably because she just had so much practice in situations, you know, and and like. On her wall, there's a picture of her as a little girl, like with like with Lyndon Johnson. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like, well, it, I can't ever be like as comfortable as you. <laughs> Does he have a big hog out? I hope not. <laughs> you know what's horrible when people call penises a hog? I just picture a little pig in there. <laughs> I picture a big one. I picture like a no, I mean like not the size of a pig, like a big pig, a, juicy fucking swine, a penis sized swine. <laughs> just <laughs> oinking that's the sound it makes yeah when it splooges right out of its notch nostrils oh man <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it snorts it back up that's the best part yeah just trying to snort up some oh, some jizz with my hog's nostrils <laughs> you know obviously there would be some of that stuff is driven by all these pressures that mm-hmm. probably get passed on as well. There's sure. God knows what kinds of neuroses and conditions and ailments. Oh, everybody's got problems. Everybody's fucked up. But along the way, mm-hmm. there's got to be, as a kid, maybe you don't feel this, but there's got to be something to the fact that you do have some security. Yeah. I mean, certainly if you're not, you know, a poor enough kid where you've got things like, my lights aren't an aren't on at home right now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or like i'm fucking hungry mm-hmm. because we just don't have enough food around mm-hmm. you know and you know and imagine what happens socially at school where it's like i gotta go get the fucking free poor kids breakfast oh god before school. Yeah. so everybody's hanging around in the common area mm-hmm. hoping a shooter doesn't show up <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile i gotta go get you know yeah my uh my freeze-dried egg right and stale toast mm-hmm. And go eat it over in the other corner of the common area with the poor kids because I'm fucking starving. Yeah. You know, there's just so many ways that it's obvious. Mm -hmm. And throw in the thing where kids are really judgmental and nervous about their own, like, 
how people are going to perceive them and their own status socially. So if you are like a little bit weirder, if you smell a little bit bad, you <laughs> specifically, Joe, if you're eating the free lunch and these kinds oh, of things. Oh, man, some kids smelled. Fuck. I know it. It's sad to think about. You don't. Like other kids are naturally going to be like, ah, I can't, yeah. mm-hmm. I can't be around this dude. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's this much sexier option. Mm-hmm. Anyways, trading cards, of course, were not invented in the 90s, but the trading card game is considered to have been established in 1993 mm. with Wizards of the Coast's Magic the Gathering. This is important because I wasn't interested in baseball, basketball, or football cards. Nerd. I'm not a sports <laughs> punk like the host of this podcast. I prefer my trading cards to feature colorful Japanese monsters, typically of the dragon variety or the demon variety or, inappropriately for a product marketed to children, of the scantily clad big titty woman variety. Now we're talking. Side note, boy am I glad Joe and Rob ditched the sports and turned their discussion to more shapely topics. I'm glad that we ditched sports as well. As Me we too. About. We wouldn't be doing this if we but were But for the record, things. we remain sports hunks. Well... I don't think I could be described as a hunk anymore, rather than like a handsome, weathered man. I'm pretty weathered feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, feeling maybe. You don't look particularly weathered. I think you probably are still a hunk because you're like, what, 6'2", right? 6'3", whatever you are, and, you know, kind of broad-shouldered. And people don't know what's going on on the inside. They just look at you and they're like, Jenna always is like, you look hot today. Yeah. And I'll be like, wow, I feel like a fucking fat piece of shit. (laughs) I feel like my skin's falling off. And she's like, well, that is happening. You're, you're making it work. <laughs> you're making it work. <laughs> Designer. There is a kind of weathered quality. I got a lot of gray hair and I got a terrible skin. If you really Do you? If you really look at it, there's all kinds of just now, flaking. Well, And the reason is because I don't take care of my skin. I don't wash my face. I don't. <laughs> I've never washed my face. In my life, I don't think. Besides, if there's like obvious dirt on it. What do you do with your cum after you jack off? <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I look like. Leave it on the floor? No, on my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You I just let it. I just leave it on around. there. No, I. Oh, uh, you don't wash it off? No. What are you crazy? That's a mistake. I mean, no, I let the water spray onto my face in the shower, but I don't like actively soap up my face. You may or may not be better off doing that. You hear I think I am. I think nearly everything is bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like less is more in every way, almost. And so. Well, I do think. Because I've looked into it, you know, Felix has acne. I want to try to take some care of my skin. So I'll look into like the Reddit, the subreddit uh, skincare addiction. Yeah. It's too much information. I don't even give a shit. I couldn't imagine reading it. It's just too much I don't have the skincare addiction anyway, so I couldn't get myself to read it. You (laughs) know what I mean? (laughs) But uh, even and maybe the fact that it's so much information might be why. The second stuff has like like a bunch of polysyllabic words with X's in them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I just want a really straightforward. Like, no, really. Like, what should I do? Like, yeah. What face wash should I use and when? Right. How often? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, if you got this skin type, this skin type, this skin type, you know, it's really better if you get this test or that test. What am I going to figure out? I'm my like, holy skin type? fucking Christ, Jesus. All I did for years and years because of the acne, I would really dry my mm. face out with like a harsh 10% mm-hmm. benzoil peroxide. See? I think that's right. There's, Z, there's X's. <laughs> I had to focus. I hadn't thought about there's that. There's a Z, N, and an X involved in all there's that. There's so many letters that don't belong in words. Yeah, you don't use X's and Z's in words. Z, get the fuck out of if, here. If a Z or an X is going to show up, it's just like a special little 
you know, here you go once. But it shouldn't be in like in the middle of a already long word to sound out. If you're not zebra or xylophone, get fucking get out of here. Zebras. Those are the words. Sex is allowed in sex because it gives that wasn't in the books where I learned my letters. It gets its sex gets its pop from that X at the end. (laughs) So it's allowed in that one. But I mean, other than that, just fucking stay out. I did so eventually though I did find like a gentler mm-hmm. face wash. Mm-hmm. That's what I use. I don't, you know, I get pimples and stuff. I don't know. But Still? Sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean like little ones here and there. I get little ones, yeah. yeah. I thought I had a pimple on the in, inner thigh. And I tried to kept popping it, but it was actually like a little I think it's called a skin tag. Oh yeah. And I'm sitting there like yanking on it. It's like really hurting. Dude, I played. Like, this thing is not fucking popping. Like, I'm going I played, to uh, I played basketball at the YMCA in high school, pickup games regularly mm-hmm. with this kid. I didn't know outside of this. But in his armpit, in his hairy 16 year old boy armpit, mm-hmm. he just had a dangling. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking skin. I already tag. know. I've I'm seen talking. That big yeah man i was wobbly. immediately like with my skin tag on my thigh i was like can i just cut this off with scissors i said to jenna she's like no and i was like Are i want to sure? say maybe you can like what if i just cut it off and it bleeds and then i put a band-aid on it yeah what'd you do it's still there <laughs> <laughs> it's only been like a week so i haven't decided what to do it I doesn't just have that i'll be looking every it's, now and then it hurts a little when i mess with it and i'm like a little scared it's gonna hurt when i try to slice it off oh it's gotta hurt yeah, that's a thing. And Jenna says it. She's like, just give it a second, see what happens. So I'm like, maybe it'll just kind of solve itself. I hope it keeps growing and talks to you. It has gotten smaller ever since I stopped pinching it and trying to rip it, <laughs> trying to rip it off. Yeah, because <laughs> it was getting like, it was getting tubular from all of the like totally ang- tubular, like the angry pulling and pinching I was doing yeah. on it. It was get, it was getting stretched out. And Jenna was like, you better be careful. You're gonna have a little second dick. <laughs> Continuing with our story, the rarest of these cards were constructed from holographic foil. I'm Surely a hunk, you though. learned Booyah yeah, listeners know what holography is. Colorful, shiny magic in visual form. Around age 13, I gave up on trading cards. My attention turned to more adult things, such as black metal, Levain Satanism, and my new girlfriend. But still, all these years later, the delightful optic tickle of holography in any form always catches my attention, conjuring memories of a simpler time. Unfortunately, this dirty trick by card manufacturers in the 90s still has its hold on me. I buy my toothpaste based on whichever brand's box is the shiniest. <laughs> Give me that aqua fresh. I love the I love the psychological movement there from mm-hmm. holographic cards to toothpaste purchasing. I love optic tickle. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. great. I'll tell you what. I uh, I didn't have the types of cards Ronnie's describing here, but I had football and baseball cards, and there would be some holographic ones in there. For sure. I fucking loved them. They're so cool. They're fucking cool. I've, I I can specifically remember this one of fucking Griffey Jr. Ken mm. Griffey Jr. swinging in the holograph. You know what I mean? Oh, it like had motion to yeah, it? it like, like, yeah, if you turned it, it, he would fucking swing. Is that a different kind of thing? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking of I the card that I had Latrell Sprewell sign uh-huh. for me with a red Sharpie uh-huh. because the original black Sharpie I tried didn't work. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a, like a real glossy, foily, oh, yeah. shiny. I, I like that's those what I'm well. imagining. And that's definitely what he's talking about. Uh, yeah. And I, I liked those as well. I can specifically remember my Ricky Waters one. It said Juggernaut on the bottom of it. Because <laughs> there was like these holographic... Uh, 
tops NFL cards, like they had the shiny foily stuff on them, and they always had like a a word to like like as a nickname for like each player. And I like I really thought Ricky Waters was cool, particularly because of his name. Yeah. You've praised Ricky Waters' name a few times. I don't know why. Everyone, that one really stuck with you. It just popped for me. It always has. Ricky Waters. And he was like fucking cool looking. He was like a real jukey runner. Like yeah. I love a juke me style running back. And, Good Lord, uh, I love it. And he always had like big shoulder pads that, you like this is not a thing that exists anymore. Like a running back with big shoulder pads that kind of flop when he runs. Um, it's like a real 90s ass looking thing. But I liked his juggernaut holographic card. I get AIM toothpaste. Really? Because it's the cheapest. I get whatever Jenna gets, and I don't have thoughts about it at all. I don't I don't have a, I want to say it's Colgate. That's a difference between us is I want to make a deliberate choice about mm-hmm. as many things as possible. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anything to be going on with me where mm-hmm. I didn't deliberately make the choice. Sure. I wonder what the exceptions are to that. Because, over, you know, you're like, I don't care what I wear. Just people give me clothes and I wear them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I shop for the clothes. I try clothes. If I don't like it, I don't wear it anymore. I try something else. You know, and I try Jenna to Jenna find... got me this shirt. My mom got me these pants. Those are nice pants. I, I like love both. these fucking pants. Well, they I, do I, a good job. I've I'm never had I've also, like, I've generally done well just trusting women (laughs) (laughs) truly because it's always been my mom and whoever i'm dating getting me clothing and also the one thing the things i did buy are like these socks those piece of shit socks (laughs) they're perfectly fine socks. no i mean i I get my socks from rural king because i get i just get the like big packages of shin high fucking thick gray socks or black and i just i like lots of i have like having lots of pairs Like, if my socks get a little dirty, I want to take them off and put on fresh ones and not... It's like a one thing I'm spoiled about. Is I like having clean... Get the fresh socks on the feet. Yeah. Put the dirty socks right up to the cummy face. <laughs> That's right. Why is my skin bad? <laughs> give them a nice sniff. Oh, yeah. Deep inhalation. Deep inhale. Yeah, give me that. Mm, I like that grassy foot smell. Grassy, huh? Yeah, because I just mowed the lawn in this fantasy. <sighs> I ain't going to be getting that grassy anymore, though, because my John Deere tractor's coming in in two days. No, in four days. Keep your feet off the lawn while you zoom around. Oh. Oh. Cut your mowing time way down so you can get back in the house. Instead of five hours, it's going to take me a half hour. Get in the, that far, huh? That, that, that well, it'll probably close? take me like 45 minutes. Sure, yeah. But does it really take five hours? It would, yeah. We, had a, we have a pretty large lawn. You're doing it with scissors? It's got, lo- <laughs> it's got lots of... You're cutting the lawn. You're like, Jenna, do you think I could use these scissors on my skin tag? She's like, leave it alone. Joe. She's like, Jesus. no. Like, Cut okay. the grass. Back to cutting the grass. They're like little kindergarten safety scissors. Like, God damn, these don't cut for shit. These things are made of plastic. <laughs> ah, remember that feeling when you're cutting with those safety scissors and they like kind of like almost break a little like you because they're, oh, so they they're so feeble and they're so weak and pathetic. Yeah. Jesus. The things we put kids through. We My dad them. told me that one day when he was a kid in like the 60s or whatever, or like early 60s, like in elementary school, for they were going to carve 
wood or something in like a wood shop class. And the teacher's like, I want everybody to come to school tomorrow with a very sharp knife. Oh, Jesus. And every kid just brought a sharp knife in. Somebody brings a katana. And they all just like did some kind of carving activity. But that was like the teacher just telling them that no one thought anything of it. One of the kids puts on like leather gloves. <laughs> Take those gloves off. <laughs> Don't, you can't, you got to really, you won't be able to feel the thing you're carving as well. There's probably something to that. I bet there is, yeah. It's sort of like with woodworking, they say you shouldn't wear gloves because you can't feel what you're doing as well, and that mm. can actually lead to more more likely slip-ups. See, know? that's why I'm not vaccinated. Right, yeah. Because then you're just you're less careful about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who you make out with. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to explain it? Or no, you don't have to explain it. It's a joke that Robert made about vaccinations that I don't get because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> vaccinations are the glove. Uh-huh. If you're vaccinated, you might be more careless. Okay, see. So I stay uh, unvaccinated, so I'm right. careful about whose tongue I put in my mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you said that, I just imagined you putting a loose tongue in your mouth. Me too. Disconnected from a human body. <laughs> On purpose. And just sucking it. With safety scissors. Just be still. In and out like a little cock. Oh, fucking God. I'm sorry, Ronnie. (laughs) Cut to early December 2021. Age 28, I worked the overnight shift at Target, stocking the infant department. Now listen, working overnight at Target isn't my dream job, but it has its pros. For starters, unlimited podcast listening. On top of that, Sounds overnight right shift differential pay allows me to work less than I would if I worked dayside, and being overnight also means I don't have to deal with customers, a rare treat for a retail job. Did I mention I basically get paid to listen to podcasts? There are cons, though. Staying up all night sucks, and working retail isn't interesting to a society defined solely on what you do for a living, despite being one of the most popular jobs in the country. Another major downside is when women catch wind of my 10% discount on Target's reasonably priced essentials and home decor, they become grabby and aggressive with me. Side note to any women booyah listeners, this 10% discount is engaged to be married in June of this year, thank you very much, so please don't hassle Rob asking for my contact information. You'll have to pay full price on that hearth and hand pillow set. I love the specific of hearth and hand Mm -hmm. pillow set. Mm -hmm. It's so fun to just know that... Like someone's out there listening to us while they're working the night shift at Target. It's yeah. like an interest. I love the the all, all the details embedded in that. Yeah, me it too. Good. When I also I, I, when you said it sounds not, I'm sure it sucks to work that job, Ronnie. Like, <laughs> but it did sound kind of nice. I don't know. Like, so I'm, there seems like there's pros and cons to it. Uh, I like that it's. No dealing with customers. I was mm-hmm. me like, I think I could do a night shift if I didn't have to deal with anyone. <laughs> I've often thought about like, I remember stocking couple, at a grocery store yeah. or something. I remember a couple, maybe a year ago, you said you like looked into like the night shift janitor at a school nearby, mm-hmm. and yeah, like, you said he got paid. Like it would get paid more than we get, uh, maybe or around roughly equal. the same. Yeah, yeah, and of course it's fucked up hours. Compared yeah, that's to what the we thing. have to do now. Yeah, yeah. But just give me tasks to complete mm-hmm. so that I can solve the problem of completing those tasks right. as efficiently as possible. Right. And I can just listen to podcasts while I do a lot sure, of it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a that sounds pretty fucking appealing. Yeah, me for me too. Yeah. So continuing with our story, the last con is this: spending all your time at a store occasionally causes you to buy shit you don't need. 
Now, I know you're probably thinking, God damn, Ronnie, if you just bought some Pokemon cards in a boring attempt to regain your youth, just say so and stop wasting our time. No, it's not Pokemon cards. Every few years, I'd occasionally think, now that I have money, it'd be cool to buy some cards for the heck of it. But even I'm capable of not giving in to that. Even I know that that purchase would be a waste of money. This story isn't about any trading card. It's more embarrassing than that. <laughs> it's it's funny that like, like the, the trading cards would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I bought trading cards yeah. as an adult. I haven't bought anything as an adult. Besides, like I, whenever I need a new computer, I get one. Yeah, I'm trying to. I have cluttered my life with junk. You have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff. I don't even know how much money we would have if I hadn't wasted it on all this stuff. You want to get sad? You should calculate it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've got, for example. No, but you have the stuff. You could always sell it. I was like that Dean Del Rey guy. He's always talking about how he, like, sells stuff. Who? Whatever. Is that his name? I have no idea who you're talking about. That fucking guy who did that podcast with Marin for a little while. God damn it. Did I say his name wrong? I don't know who that is. Some comedian who, like is big into like buying all kinds of stuff, but he keeps it all nice so he can sell it whenever he needs money. I was thinking about doing that with TV box sets because they get so expensive. Like I own the Norm show on DVD mm-hmm. that I probably picked up for 60 or whatever bucks right. however many years ago. It's it's at least listed on eBay. I don't know if it ever actually sells. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked that, but it's listed on eBay for 300 something dollars. Dude, see, you might have stuff that you can fucking flip. I mean, I've got... Some Concord Jordan 11s, never worn. Mm-hmm. Those are listed for 400 something. You know, I bought them for 220 or whatever. Boom. You, know. you can get yourself some new glasses with those. <laughs> uh, I've got various Jordans that I could sell at least for something, whether I get my money. But like the ones I've worn, you can still sell. All together, sell. you could probably make a couple grand. I think I'm, I've always kind of thought I, I might have a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff that, yeah. I could, that I could move if I could be bothered to. I've sold stuff on eBay. It's, big it's kind of do. a hassle. It's such a hassle. I sold those Jordans to, that I got uh-huh. with you. That was a nice flip, though. Bread ones, if people want to know. Yeah, Robert wanted... I, I, got, I went in on a lottery with for Robert. Like I, like, I got Robert's shoe size and everything, so, so he had better odds of getting them. We both... Size seven. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> Robert, My feet are actually just overgrown dentists. <laughs> Robert is five foot... How tall are you? Five ten. Five ten, size seven shoes. He constantly falls down. My feet are so small, they're actually backwards. <laughs> but we both got the won the lottery, so I got those shoes, and right. I immediately sold, put them on eBay. I think, what did I spend on them? I was going to say maybe 180 Is that 180 right? yeah. And I sold them to someone in China for nearly $400, yeah. like within a day. Yeah, because instantly. all those things, they sell out, and so the secondary market becomes the way people can get them. But then I had to figure out how to fucking mail something to China. It was like a big, it was I, a bit of, imagine doing that. I imagine doing that over and over would be a lot. Then again, if you're making so much money, I mean, and even with the things you're selling, you've already like forgotten the purchase. So it all just feels like fresh money. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, it's all found money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think in the past, I've always just clicked on US only. Mm. Just domestic shipping. I'm not I didn't think of that. I didn't even think of that, you know? But I mean, the guy paid the shipping. Like, that was part of it. But. I wonder if I miss, and maybe not. There's a podcast called Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, uh-huh. which they're one of the ones where their theme song has the title. And so as soon as I start saying the title, I, I start trying to go into the melody. Mm-hmm. Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. 
But it's a couple of uh, pros, mm-hmm. pro wrestlers, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. And they talk about action figures. And I just like the enthusiasm yeah, and all this yeah. stuff. But I wonder what role their show played mm-hmm. in the industry of action figures and collectibles, wrestling action figures and collectibles just booming. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of industries boomed with uh, the weird downtime everybody had during the pandemic. and Yeah. Like some people. Like hobby-based or interest-based yeah. industries. Yeah. They, they did really well because not everybody got crushed. By, like a lot of people got to keep their jobs but mm-hmm. not commute. And they're like, what right. do I do with my time? I guess I'll buy shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's lasted, right? Mm-hmm. Like crypto is, has gone way down mm-hmm. after that big pandemic uh, boom and stuff. But I listen every now and then to that podcast still, and they still talk about shit going for huge prices on eBay. I say all that because I wonder if I missed the window or maybe not, because some number of years ago, I bought a huge like 500-piece box, very nicely packed. Whoever the seller was mm-hmm. really took care of 500 can't be right. Lots and lots and lots of action figures. You have a lot of action figures. I don't know where you keep them Tons of wrestling action figures. I have this like memory of recording early booyahs in your kitchen and they're just around. Like I can see them like in a tub somewhere. Like they're just like, yeah, they're around (laughs) just like around like that. Well, you know, like Felix and I made a YouTube video with a couple of them, Yeah, which is pretty fun. It was the action figure of Roman Reigns and the action figure of Braun Strowman reenacting titanic <laughs> that's great it was fun yeah uh i've got the macho man near my home recording mm-hmm. space um anyway so i wonder they aren't anything special mm-hmm. i don't have any reason to believe that any one of them is particularly rare mm-hmm. but i always wondered if i just said do you want whatever it really is mm-hmm. 200 pieces i can't remember but like 200 different action figures do mm-hmm. you want them mm-hmm. ebay and i paid i want to say i paid 400 mm-hmm. And based on just hearing that podcast and checking eBay every now and then for similar kinds of lots, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It, it might be profitable. I think it would be. I think that. And it's it's also like even if you just sell everything for what you spent, that's just like a bunch of cash rolling in. Like you, it, The purchase is so like out of your head and out of your – I know. Even out of your like like, – like, like the – your bank account like it's all been gone for so well, long it's certainly out of my bank account <laughs> that's what, but i mean like it's not like some like new thing like you oh i flipped yeah. it i made this much profit at this point it's just like if i didn't go to sell it i wouldn't have made any of that money right so just like sell it like i bet all in all you can pull in a pretty penny unless you like want all the stuff well one of my concerns is like are you gonna be like i wish i had if all i sell stuff? all these wrestling action figures what's gonna hold down that table in felix's room <laughs> It might fly away. <laughs> it might literally just float off. I'll tell you this. We fucking get rid of that table, too. We don't need it. I His room get, is full of stuff. I want to get rid of so much shit. I think about it all the time. Old Ronnie over here, though, he's doing the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Anyways, where was it? Oh, yeah. So it's December 2021. Anyone who's worked retail will know early December is the most hectic time of the year at any retail Oof, establishment. I bet. On the specific day of our incident, this meant I was to abandon my work area to help out a department hit especially hard this time of year. The toy department. Sorry, infants of Rochester, Minnesota. No baby formula for you. I have to secure the prospect of your older sibling getting a new piece of plastic garbage to play with. (laughs) I head over to the toy department, the floor littered with five-foot-tall pallets covered in the year's hottest new stocking and eventually landfill stuffers, and the aisles filled with my caffeine-fueled co-workers. 
Being a Booyah 90s Now listener, naturally I gravitate to the area with the least amount of people in it. In this instance, it's the back wall of the department. The area is completely empty, aka nobody there to talk to me and interrupt whatever dick joke Rob and Joe are trying to make. No, I like part of me is like he's saying that's like he's listening to us. He wants to go listen peacefully, but also like because I like Booya, I want to be where no one is. Oh, that's how I took. <laughs> that's it. how I took it too. All right, yeah. If I'm the kind of person who would listen to Booya, I'm clearly also I'm the kind of person who's not to trying to be, be surrounded alone. <laughs> I really. That's just, that. That's made me smile big. Oh man, that's another chunk that's just chock full of fun specifics. Oh, sorry, infants of Rochester, <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, I love the stocking and eventually landfill stuffers. Yeah, and eventually Pacific Ocean. Yeah, garbage patch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. residents. Yeah, eventually just like encasing the earth in plastic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the whole earth is going to be like just this, sh- pla- like has a plastic shell around it. That's one of the reasons. That I am drawn to the prospect of unloading some of my shit. Mm-hmm. Grab the money. Why not? Why wouldn't you? You're right. Uh, it's more money I can lose in the stock market. That's right. Get a hold of that. You, you got to give that to whoever gets that when you lose money in the stock market. I guess it's your Starlink guy. The other guy. Yeah, it's like four guys. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's top demons all just sitting in their thrones. It's, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like every now and then I think about it, I'm just yeah. like fucking stunned with yeah. how massively awful it is. Yeah. So let's, uh, we'll, we'll redirect. Yeah. <laughs> One of the reasons why I want to get rid of the stuff is, and I don't want to get too carried away with like minimalism as a lifestyle. Sure. But the same way that I've been talking about something like what is there to uh, connect with your intuitions and your body about how you might live. Mm-hmm. I ultimately, because our bodies are made of the world, mm-hmm. I also want to have some more regard for the environment, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, I've never been a big environmental guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I like to like let my toilet fill up with as much pee as possible, but that's not to save the earth. That's just because you want to have a nice drink later. <laughs> I'm not preserving water. <laughs> I just kind of wash my face. We talked about it. But uh, I, I am interested. Nothing keeps the face skin fresh like a big toilet bowl of urine. <laughs> if it ain't orange, then it's not going to get in my pores the way I need it to. Jesus Christ. I always orange. forget that you'll imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> mm, delicious. I don't taste it. it. Smells like it's a. It's not Gatorade no matter how you think it looks. It smells like Brian from first grade. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> I'll tell you what, poor Brian really stank of pee. Oh, God. Why? Did that's he wet the, the bed and probably, not bathe? Probably, yeah, right. right? That's, that's exactly what I think of in or retrospect. Or did the bed wet him? I can- <laughs> that reminds me of that line in Wedding Crashers where Doctor Quinn Medicine's woman's like, like, uh, oh, never mind. I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish I remembered it because I bet it has nothing to do with what I'm even connecting it to. <laughs> You want to find out how off the wall it is. It reminds me of something. Oh, my brother one time said, like, he was all drunk. I was like, I'm going to pee my pants. And he goes, I'll pee your pants. Like, like, what? I love it. (laughs) You know, I do think about something like veganism, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally. I mean, there's all kinds of, like, I want to just, like, be, like, 
like not part of this big fucking shit show problem. That well, we- even that doesn't because you know the thing on Reddit, which is all the internet I know is just Reddit. Mm-hmm. You know they'll make the point like each of us individually could be fucking pristine. It doesn't matter, it's and systemic. it doesn't matter yeah. because it's systemic. Yeah, I don't know that I care that much about contributing to the problems. I'm I'm mm-hmm. drawn to the prospect that sort of aligning my life with what's sort of natural and yeah you know well I, and i think of like it's sort of like of course i can't stop the wheels of capital from churning you know but like i like if i were and like destroying the earth but like it feels bad <laughs> to like c- contribute not like i'm not like getting myself away from it's gonna stop but just like all this junky plastic kind of bums me out or something and like just like being away from it i think would be cool or like just eating healthier and well that that might be the key is that like it's like it feels like a just a kind of a ugh, you know what i mean like you ever see a plastic bag it's like ugh. I, I don't think i really react that much like I if i see litter depressing. and trash i mean i am kind of like there is litter and trash on my road when i run it's like jesus people. Like, why, why are people like this you know, i know I just think about people being fucking i think of that shitty. too just someone throwing a styrofoam thing right out their car window like like it's pure insanity. Like, why me. are you doing that? But I'm also like, well, where's that siren from going to go anyway? Well, Just to fucking on the earth as well. <laughs> and with the eating thing, I do think if you pay attention, you feel that it's not. It doesn't feel. It doesn't good feel to good. Be yeah. Shitty to your body. Yeah. It does feel good to be better to your body. Yeah. With stuff like buying shit, or like thinking about driving around, I don't know that it feels bad to do the thing that might be bad for the environment. Right. But I do know that it feels good to do the other thing. That's yeah, and and that's what yeah. Like I, I feel better walking. I do, yeah, exactly. Like, and I think that everyone who chooses to do the right things isn't going to save the earth, <laughs> right? <laughs> because right. The, like we said, the the machines are too big, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll it feels literally healthier and better to not con- <laughs> like on just on a personal level, and also like I don't know. It's, it's all I feel like it. It's good to have that kind of people doing healthy and smarter and better things. It's just good for that to exist in the universe. I think right, yeah. just like having that. If, if more people just decide to live smarter, maybe that'll just somehow float out into like the kind of collective idea. For some reason, you putting it that way makes me think about one thing that I've considered. I don't remember how much you and I have talked about it, but I, I come back to thinking one way to kind of gauge my behaviors would be, to what degree am I consuming to affect myself mm-hmm. and versus to what degree am I contributing in some way to affect the world? Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I'm eating Doritos, that's all about me, baby. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and it works in the moment for pleasure, yeah, which is totally about me, mm-hmm. but it also makes me feel like shit sure. later, which is me also suffering the consequences, which contributes to me not changing mm-hmm. because I'm the only one who suffers. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one with the pleasure. I'm the only one who suffers. It's a totally self-absorbed scenario. Right, right. Somehow, uh, you know, I do like to talk about food all the time, but like somehow eating my spinach and my whole oats and these kinds of things, I think it actually fuels my body to be of greater service to the world around me. Yeah. If I'm shut down into the consumption of 
snack food. You just turn into a TV dusty ass Dorito on a couch. I'm just a <laughs> fucking a a totally insular yeah. lump. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like maybe Rebecca's also doing her own lump thing, and we mm-hmm. can lump at each other a little bit. Yeah, you know, wiener wise. You just or with jokes. Yeah, you just throw each other's wieners at each other. <laughs> but. Just imagining you guys just having a ween like a food fight, but it's wieners. <laughs> uh, but it does seem to me it's like once I'm making that move, and especially because I like to be like, well, how can I maximize the pleasure? Oh, mm-hmm. wine, gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I am choosing to be of no service whatsoever for 24 hours mm-hmm. or more. You know, and I feel like when you when you like eat right and do and are just active, even if it's that's you don't really do anything specific for anyone. I feel like your your energy is good for the earth. That sounds so like weak. That sounds so like (laughs) sounds so like hippy dippy or something. But but I do feel like just like kind of cleaner living. Like it's it's like it's good. It like somehow puts something good into the universe. I mean, at the very least. Very literally, since you are part of the universe, do you feel good or bad right now? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, I put myself in a position to feel better than I might have. And so in that small way, I Mm -hmm. made the universe better. Mm -hmm. You know, not to mention what you might kind of radiate out or contribute more outwardly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, in my case specifically, if I'm not shutting everything down to just exist within my own uh, hope for pleasure and eventually regret. <laughs> I'm going to be more likely to prep a podcast I might put out, mm-hmm. edit a podcast that I might put out. Uh, you know, Maybe that's where I'm going to get the energy to give feedback to a student, respond to an email, mm-hmm. uh, any, any kind of thing where I'm actually engaging with the outside world. Right. Whereas, again, the, the other thing that I often... Uh, find myself doing is is total totally about just sucking in mm-hmm. and inward and inward mm-hmm. um, as far as you know i think there's something similar maybe when it comes to like when i'm driving it becomes all about maybe this isn't so different but it becomes all about my own emotional experience mm-hmm. with other bad drivers mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it consumes my experience me driving is similar to me thinking about toothpaste. I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just doing it. <laughs> Man, Man. I, I just get obsessed with what everybody's doing. I mean, I get mad if someone puts me in danger, but that is relatively rare. I wonder, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't actually work because when I'm walking, I was going to say I'm more engaged with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but aren't I just taking it in just like a TV show? Where, I don't know. What's the distinction? The distinction? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I wandered into some nothingness. The back toy wall of my storehouse is a few things. Science toy sets for kids, board games, and most important to our story, puzzles. Let me be clear. I am no puzzler. While I find as much (laughs) pleasure as the next guy in fitting two cardboard pieces together, stocking puzzles has never been a catalyst to impulse spending. But thanks to the 90s, on this day it was. I bought Rebecca a puzzle. You did? And you know we have no space. What was it a puzzle of? Because I got all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It might have been Disney characters. Mm. She likes them fucking things. And so, But we have a folding table that at that point was out because Felix was doing his homework there and stuff. 
so over Christmas break, they're just kind of sitting there unused. But now she had a puzzle for Christmas. So they worked together and they maybe did most of the border and whatever kind of sorting through the pieces or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it sat for two months. Wow. And I'm just like, like we truly, I have to turn sideways and mm-hmm. tippy toe and, you know, duck down and do all these different things to get around in our mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Like I got to get rid of some of this stuff. And I, I was like, are you guys going to do that puzzle? Because <laughs> maybe we can put it away so I can fold that table and get it out of right. here eventually she puts the puzzle away right table's still there because <laughs> that <laughs> one's on me and i haven't done it yet it's Take like it two seconds tidying up a little bit it's so hard takes a while it's so hard <laughs> if it's not part of the day-to-day routine of like we need dishes clean we need laundry clean but like how can i make this space better yeah maybe i could sell those wrestling action figures maybe i could fold up this table and i'm interested in Getting rid of some of the stuff, I don't know if I finished this thought a minute ago, but getting rid of some of this stuff would just make more space available to like live more vibrantly. Like I could do yoga or something, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like this, like we're just being closed in on the space. What can you do but sit? Mm I feel like I I got to modify my environment. Well, I liked it. You You should go to that place, right? It's pretty close to you. What place? Isn't there one like right in, right in town? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Sam used to go to one. I listened to, I don't remember if I told you, Sad Guru's book, uh, something about engineering, inner engineering, something like that. Mm. The way he talked about yoga, you know, it's one of those things where if we're American, you hear about yoga and it's like, well, you stretch this way, you stretch that way, downward facing dog. And he's like, yoga is a, is a system, it's a science, you know, that's not what he sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the way he was putting it was like, it's ultimately this, the movements and stuff, the holds, what you do with your body, the positions. That's one minor facet of mm-hmm. a comprehensive vision mm-hmm. for how to live in alignment with nature. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're a vegan. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole philosophy to it. I ended up not caring a lot about what he had to say, like mm-hmm. the specifics. He was like, you have to eat mushrooms at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I do. I can eat mushrooms if I want to, whenever I want. (laughs) But that idea of like, oh, it's actually a way more comprehensive way of thinking through how to live. Mm -hmm. I feel like that marked a shift. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, I'd been interested in meditation and kind of understanding the mind a bit. And then maybe I'd hit, you know, long stretches where I wasn't doing anything proactively or productively for my own well-being. But now maybe like like almost as like a lifestyle, like yeah. aligning everything with like what's best for you, what's healthiest, what's and also it's like like when people talk about like mind and body and stuff, like just like for me, it's like mind is body. Like yeah. there, there's not a dis- the two things are the same. You know what like I mean? A specific thing he said was, uh, <laughs> however he would have put it, but it's like when you eat food, you're you're taking something that was alive mm-hmm. and putting it in your body and then it becomes your body yeah and i'm like wait that is literally true and yeah. i never thought of it that way mm-hmm. and so it somehow it clarified my relationship with the world a little bit mm-hmm. and your body's the parts of that food that it doesn't eat it's just like oh, i'll just turn that into a turd <laughs> <laughs> which is the fun part i'll just turn it into a little stinky pile of earth <laughs> <laughs> do with it what you will <laughs> play catch with it the body the body's like i'm gonna turn that excess shit in the shit (laughs) and also guess what i'm up to i'm Mm. gonna give you an impulse Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) 
Some of you. Yeah, the lucky some of you ones, are going to really want to play with that. The lucky ones. You're going to want to dump that on a chest. <laughs> Amongst the puzzles of Disney characters, puppy dogs, and scenic vistas, <laughs> I was half asleep. The only thing keeping me from passing out at this godforsaken hour is Joe doing his incredible Rascal Flats impersonation, breathing life into my otherwise catatonic body. <laughs> Let's hear it. Sunday was a day of rest. Now it's one more day for progress. Oh my god! That's from I miss. That's from a song called Mayberry. Oh, by Rascal. God, <laughs> by Rascal. I don't think I did it as good as I can, but you know, I'm I'm low energy today, so it's not going to come out come out good. Good. I don't know what we were recording. You might, but we were in my bedroom mm-hmm. back in the days of recording in my bedroom. Probably sweating. Oh, uh, it was probably warm because we turn off the air. Mm-hmm. And we're upstairs in those townhouses, it's always warmer, especially. I don't remember wh- what we were recording when I did the Rascal Flats thing. You popped out a Rascal Flats impression that <laughs> struck me so hard. <laughs> I remember it as one of the funniest things ever when we were recording because uh-huh. I have strong feelings about that oh, guy's yeah. voice oh, i, I think it's do. the worst fucking shit on earth yeah like okay the cattle industry is destroying right. the environment there's a lot of plastic in the ocean have you heard the rascal flats guy i feel like that is somehow going to contribute to the great pacific garbage patch his voice like, <laughs> certainly the great pacific garbage patch in my heart <laughs> i feel like if the if the great pacific garbage patch could sing it would sound like rascal flats <laughs> I hate it so much. And you I, did nail it that day. I really and liked it, it when I was younger. <laughs> and just, it slayed me. It it's like me. a kind of a fucking, uh, it's like this weird uh, combination of like so many genres and that just turns into literal trash. You know what I mean? It feels like it's pulling from all kinds of places. I don't know what you mean exactly. Like certain kind of generic pop music, country music, much true. Maybe a kind of R and B even is pulled into this weird, like weird amalgam of sounds. That sounds like it matches my sense of pop country yeah. lately, right? Yeah. Like rap and R and B took over pop music, right? And I think the country people are kind of like, "All right, now how can we do something yeah. kind of like that?" We got go. Actually, in the boardroom, they're like. Okay, now how can we do something kind of like that? Okay, it's time to record. All right, now I talk like this. Yeah, and then a bunch of fucking frauds. Oh, is that right? A lot of those, oh, oh like knows? Keith Urban's like, all right, all right, all right, I'm a country American country music singer. Well, he doesn't. I don't think pretend to be American. <laughs> no, but like he's, he's not pop- Tommy Wiseau. No, he's just popular, like on American country. Yeah. Music, like, and he sings like a. Like, but it's not really country music. He just sings pop music that's on country stations. It's pretty weird shit. <laughs> but and it, he's got that hair. Yeah. He's got the Rascal Flats of hairdos. Yeah. Keith Urban. And also, so does the Rascal Flats guy. That guy's fucking hair. Oh, Lord. Jesus. But upon opening one inconspicuous box, my entire demeanor changed. A set of three puzzles, each depicting a beautifully imaginative monster. Mm. Oh, and they were holographic. Mm, holographic I've come to puzzles. discover that these three puzzle prints were part of a series called Angelarium by Peter Morbacher. Think creepy yet beautiful Pokemon for adults. All jokes aside, though, this series is incredible. Check it out. After inspecting the uniquely awesome design of all three boxes, I realized I had to put them on the shelf and move on, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I kept looking at them. Every second of ocular stimulation directly translated to pure, unadulterated dopamine dripping into every fiber of my being. 
Let me state that I don't have a particularly addictive personality. Still, I've never felt anything like this. <laughs> it's just funny that, like, what's causing this feeling is uh, holographic monster puzzles. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is, though. It's just this, this like, inexplicable yeah. bodily response. Mm-hmm. You know, and it speaks to the fact that you don't get to fucking choose what your obsessions end up being. No, so here happen. in this moment, you're just like, God damn, I just, I really cannot stop thinking about these. I really identify with that. Yeah. Uh, it's how I very often do say break a nutritional plan. I'm not sure. going to call it a diet. But like I'm eating really well, really well, really well. I'm like, fuck, I can't stop thinking about buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. I just cannot stop thinking about buffalo. Fucking yeah. shit. I'd be like, I'll, I'll, I got like Frank's hot sauce. I'll put it on some baked chicken breast. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good enough. God damn it. Yeah. And pretty soon I'm going to eat the buffalo wings. Like yeah. I cannot shake this, this powerful attraction. Totally. To a specific thing that I know better yeah. than that. It's so interesting. But it's not going to go away. The feeling is totally unrelated to like our, like, oh, you know better? Fuck you. Yeah, you don't know you're shit. You're buying these puzzles, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> like, your body has decided whether or not your mind give, like wants it to have decided. And then he gets into what can go on with me as well. Thanks to that fateful day in 99 at my cousin's birthday party, I had to have these. I proceeded to keep these puzzles by my side the rest of my shift, coming up with excuses as to why the I needed to buy them. I mean. mm. Excuses for myself... Mm-hmm. And excuses as to what I'll tell my fiance Hannah when she discovers what I've done. <laughs> excuses such as they're on sale, buy two get one free. I'd be losing money not buying them. Or it will be something fun to do with Hannah. Or Hannah and I just bought a house. We need things to decorate it with. I'll do the puzzles and then frame them so it's cheap art. By the way, a disclaimer: we had plenty of these puzzles on the shelf and in the back room. I wasn't sniping them from potential Puzzle Fiend customers. By the way, that's one of the things I like about Ronnie is he would mm-hmm. think of that. Yeah. Whether or not if he buys the puzzles, mm-hmm. he's going to be he's going to be keeping someone who really wants them from getting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I think about that kind of thing. I don't think about that <laughs> at all. Like, for example, when I worked at the bagel shop and like I was closing down, I was the only one left and I was eating so much prosciutto and fucking shit like that, just stealing it, just eat, just eating, just eating meat and cheese. I did not care at all that I was taking that away from anyone. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I need, it was very much like that dopamine thing he was describing though. Yeah. I was just like, oh God, give me that meat and cheese. <laughs> and by so much, I mean a couple slices, you know. Yeah. I, had a, I, I stole a couple, couple hundred slices. A couple hundred slices of prosciutto. <laughs> I don't even know what prosciutto is. It's fun. I don't even know what letters to say. I said prosciutto. There's all these Italian words that people would say like real like New, New Jersey <laughs> New Jersey Italian up north, but then like I've learned to not pronounce them like that because it sounds kind of weird. Oh, like mozzarella? Yeah, and it's like the way that people say prosciutto. it up there is not even Italian. It's like New Jersey Italian. Right, like right. it's like we say like I think Italians would say like manicotti, like they'd say manicotti like in this real way, but we call it Man, it got, but like it's just yeah. that's just a New Jersey way of saying it, it has nothing to that's do. That's what with- happens when you take a whole language from a country. Italy, yeah, you take Italian. Yeah, you put it in these damaged by <laughs> uh, Dupont. Right, right. New Jersey's got a huge oh, problem. It's a disaster with pollution. You ever smell? You ever driven through Newark? It smells fucking awful. You can have your windows up and everything. It's like it smells like you're going through like the worst fucking. 
this most disgusting smells, the worst in all the farts, like just so bad. And that's like a fucking city. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been there. Don't if you drive on the New Jersey Turnpike through like past Newark, there's all these chemical plants and mm-hmm. shit. And it smells fucking horrible. But that thing about rationalizing, mm. that's what, you know, I always say, like, we can make arguments in favor of anything. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we accidentally make arguments in favor of all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. We, you know, we're not in control of what we choose as our object of affection that then we make arguments. It's like me in talking myself of. into continuing to play online poker, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's not, no, whatever rationalizing was going on there was fucking inane. It's so But it was difficult. intense and impossible to get out of. Well, that's the thing is I don't, there's no recourse to anything else. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be making arguments. I don't, like I, they're happening inside me and I just believe them. It's kind of so like what you're saying, them. like the, uh, like, uh, like, uh, language is just a thing that we come up with after the fact to, mm-hmm. to explain to ourselves why our body's doing what it's doing. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Like, cause the chemical processes, the dopamine or whatever, like those are all that's all just happening i mean some of the specific like the price thing yeah buy two get one free i'll totally be like well this thing is on sale i wasn't going to get this today at the Mm -hmm. store but i like it Mm -hmm. and it's on sale Mm -hmm. like here's a chance to get it for less money i remember um i can't remember the product though but there was something that i i like some kind of snacky food and they're like uh oh it was ben and jerry's Mm. Ben and Jerry's has gotten so expensive, a pint of ice cream, like five bucks, right? Mm-hmm. I'm at Food Lion. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, if you buy five pints, mm-hmm. $2.49 a pint. So you're just going to fuck I'm like, holy shit, that's so cheap for, wait a minute, they're the ones who picked the price in the first place. Yeah, now. Like, but, it's clearly just manipulation. But the other thing is, then you have five pints of ice cream, what are you going to do with those? I'm going to eat them up. They're fast. The thing is, I can't, I can't be having, like, that stuff in my fridge. That day, I was like, you're not getting me, yeah. Ben. <laughs> you're all right, Jerry, but Ben, fuck off. Fucking Ben. Yeah, I'm looking at the flavors. I'm like, if I buy five pints, mm-hmm. this totally appeals to my whole personality. Is now I don't even have to like choose which one to get because I get five. You just get all the kinds that you get tiramisu and Chunky Monkey mm-hmm. and whatever else. Rocky you know? Road. I don't like Rocky Road. I always used to like it. But I haven't had it in years because I don't buy ice cream that often. You just have Jenna buy it for you. Actually, no. Well, yes, if we we're gonna get it, but if we and she always gets like the kind of like churned, like less bad for you kind, mm. just to keep me honest. <laughs> I fucking love ice cream, though. Well, I do too. God, and this was pretty appealing. Hot take: ice cream's good, <laughs> but I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I went home. And I told Rebecca proudly. I was like, Rebecca. Old fucking Ben, mm-hmm. he was saying half price on pints of ice cream, but I thought, hey, wait a minute, you're mm-hmm. the one who said five dollars to begin with, so now you're saying two fifty. That's just a fucking scam. And Rebecca's like, why didn't you get those five? No, she's like, oh, good for you. you <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I mean, maybe give me some fucking cheesecake ice cream, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Next day, I'm buying ice cream. And so you, and you're still gonna buy? Then you buy it at the higher price, or? Well, I did buy it because I didn't even buy Ben and Jerry's. I was uh, like, well, I don't need five pints. And plus, right. that grocery store is further away. Mm-hmm. Farther away. So I bought some pint of some other shit. Mm-hmm. And here's what goes on with me. It's like if Ronnie bought some other puzzles. It mm-hmm. wouldn't do it. Because I bought this other ice cream. I eat it. And I'm like, well, that's not what I wanted. 
I wanted that Ben and Jerry. I have to get the thing I'm fixated on Mm -hmm. or the fixation won't go away, except that must not be true because I never did buy the Ben and Jerry's. So maybe there's some hope. But you just, but you just felt a vague, dull ache of your in the soul. (laughs) That that might have been the beginning of. I mean, I fell hard off the Mm -hmm. dietary wagon Mm -hmm. for about two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, I gained about five pounds back, just eating every fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if part of it was initiated by Mm -hmm. seeing this ice cream that I do enjoy at such a good price. I resisted it then, and it's like whatever's inside me was like. Oh, you think you're tough? Mm-hmm. You're eating everything for two weeks. Fuck you. Yeah. You want pizza now. You do want wings now. You mm. want nachos mm. now. You want Chinese food. Oh. You want it all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting hungry. And so I did. I just I just bathed in junk. I'll tell you what, for we, two weeks. we go to the Chinese restaurant sometimes. I got a double cooked pork, it's called. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> But then I was thinking while I was eating that pork about how this guy posted this video on Reddit. He worked in like a pork place where they make, where they like to have the factory pigs. And he was like showing how they churn up plastic to make pig food and stuff. Oh, God. They like add it into the food and like, and the pigs eat that food. Yeah. And I was eating my pork and be like, man, this pork's fucking good. And it's really sad. Everything's so sad. <laughs> Look, like, like we're like feeding. Like plastics, like in animal feed a lot now, and like one of the because it's just animals. What it, what people, but then we we eat them. Yeah, it can't be good it's for us. Can't be, and it's just sad. You hear these statistics? Like in factory animals, like just eating garbage food, being miserable. Oh, there have been studies. They're like, uh, we we tested a bunch of five year olds. They are thirty percent plastic. <laughs> It's like, oh God, is that good for us? This, no. Oh shit. This kid's heart is made of connects. <laughs> it is, it seems impossible to escape. Yeah. And in that way, it's overwhelming. Yeah. After an hour and a half of keeping these puzzles by my side, like some weird squirrel hoarding nuts or something, <laughs> my shift was over and I was carrying them up to the self checkout lanes. Upon getting home, I put them on the counter before heading to bed. I wasn't going to hide my impulse purchase from Hannah. After all, we'd surely be laughing together and drinking wine while sitting on the floor putting these works of art together. I went to bed, and on waking up, Hannah had a simple question for me. What are these puzzles? I said, oh yeah, they're cool, right? Are you actually going to do these? She asked. Yeah, I thought we could do these together, I responded. Okay, when would we do that? She asked. It's true, puzzle piecing isn't really something we do. I don't know. I'll do them at some point, I say. Okay, she said, laughing to herself. Thank God for the effect my 10% target discount has on women. (laughs) Otherwise, she might not have let this reckless use of our money go so easily. Still, I knew I'd prove her wrong. I'll do these puzzles, I'll frame them, and decorate our home with a testament to the fact that this wasn't a dumb impulse purchase made via nostalgia-induced stupidity. I'm not a lizard brain moron. I'll prove that I'm a savvy shopper. Would an idiot listen to two college professors talk all day? Definitely not. These puzzles are getting done, goddammit. <laughs> this valiant plan sat in my mind until a few days went by, and it was time to clean the kitchen. This involved moving the puzzles to a more, let's say, secure location. The closet. 
<laughs> They'll be safe here until I'm ready to complete these holographic works of human artistry, I thought to myself, proud of the tactical transplant. <laughs> they, ain't, they ain't leaving that closet. I'm trying to think of specific I wonder, examples. I wonder if the if this booyah can motivate Ronnie to take him out of that closet. Yeah, do your fucking puzzles, do Ronnie. Do Jesus. your puzzles, bro. <laughs> Put those fucking puzzles together so you can have some shiny monsters on your wall. One uh, comparable situation in my life would be box, TV box sets, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I bought All-American Girl, Margaret Cho's single season uh, 90s sitcom. I bought Grace Under Fire. Mm-hmm. I bought The Cosby Show. Margaret Cho's, I, I, saw, I watched some of her stand-up once, and she made me laugh. Man. The, she talked about the feeling of, like, when a relationship's coming to an end, and she's, like, brushing her teeth and looking at the, the guy in the mirror and just being like, like in her head, like I hate your face. I can remember that feeling. Sure, and yeah. you're just like, oh, we're really like kind of stuck together right now. I gotta get fucking get out of this situation. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but so, like, I buy these box sets, and I'm not gonna watch them. Yeah, but then I buy more later, and I'm mm-hmm. not gonna watch mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I own various shows, complete series. Just sell them, bro. Get some well, I suppose, but Should I pop do that norm up there for three hundred. But it's norm. Well, no, I got to keep norm. But uh, well, because for one thing, it's like, well, if you would ever want it, mm-hmm. you can't sell it because it's rare. Because how are you ever going to get it back? Uh, they I will see. never manufacture That's those right. DVDs again. They so, only exist. Well, some of them you got to keep. Them. I see. Yeah. But I have bought all these shows, and sometimes I'll buy them thinking like, well, then I'll have access to them for this idea I have for a podcast, mm-hmm. and that becomes part of my like, well, I'll do them. I'm not a lizard brain moron, right. <laughs> you know. That's the closet. Yeah, yeah well, that's that's like, what keeps them in the closet. The the plan that uh, instead of getting rid of them, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this idea of like, well, no, but like when I make that show, I'll ha- I'll have the box sets that I need to. So make with the, the box show. sets and stuff, you can like digitize all the stuff you want to keep, or, or make, I can't make copies of it on just I, other DVDs and then sell them. The yeah, originals. I mean, there must be some kind of technology I could get a hold of that would help me do that. Sure, um, but I just I relate to this thing of like, no, like I mm-hmm. I'll do the thing. Mm-hmm. I was. I know the whole time mm-hmm. that I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And yet here I am having spent my money on this clutter. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, thinking about it. I hate clutter too. It, it makes me, uh, you know, however briefly, five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, a week, we'll see. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to not do that anymore. Yeah. Like get a fucking grip a little bit. Yeah. And don't be spending money on junk. Mm-hmm. Under the false pretense that you're going to do something with it, mm-hmm. if can you tap into that intuition, some kind of deeper instinct in you that understands that little voice or whatever it is that's telling you, you're not going to do that, dude. Mm-hmm. Do not click buy. Yeah. We'll see. Unsurprisingly, a month went by. No puzzle action to be seen. Soon it was January 7th. Hannah's birthday was coming up and her best friend Sophie was coming up from Iowa to spend the weekend with us for the occasion. I know, I thought to myself. I'll bust out the puzzles. We can all do them. That will be fun. It's a good thing I bought these. I proceeded to move the puzzles <laughs> thing from the dark exile in the closet, <laughs> still in their target bag, mind you, to a slightly less dark storage crate that sits in the living room. Sophie came and went. The puzzles were never mentioned or touched or even looked at once. As I record this Oof. in March, they still sit in their storage crate tomb. Ugh. Realistically, it's only a matter of time before they are relegated back to a closet Potentially for the last time. Return them. 
Oh, I wonder if that's even an option. I'm just so cheap that my, I'm immediately like, oh, get that money. Get your money. Yeah. Despite their changing location, two things will not change. The 90s hold on my thought process and me feeling like a complete fucking moron for buying three <laughs> puzzles I knew I wouldn't actually do. Despite not remembering much of the decade, my experiences in it can still be seen in my actions to this day. Like the effects of the Big Bang can be seen in the static on TVs. Does he mean the Big Bang Theory when you change a channel? Because it sucks. And <laughs> static on- no, I was. I don't know about that. Do you I know about science things? No, I don't know. I, I assume that's a real. I thing. just thought he meant like everything about what we're doing is the effect of the Big Bang, which I like. well, I suppose, yeah, yeah. That's but I, uh, I don't know if there's a specific thing involving static and TVs and the Bang. I don't know. About yeah, that. me neither. That sounds fancy, though. I'm pretty drawn to the probably impossible uh, uh, prospect. Of moving on from the way of the '90s, like isn't that the? It's kind of like yeah, that is what I I. I if I you're think, fucking uh, Jonathan Davis, <clears throat> the corn guy. Oh yeah. If you're still making the same music, yeah. A lot, now he's got some trauma and stuff, so I'm not sure. putting him on the clock for figuring out his shit. But if you're still <laughs> if you're still making that music mm-hmm. at 50 years old, mm-hmm. like is the music working? Well, if in his case, you could probably milk that cash cow. You got yeah. all because your your fans are just getting increasingly higher income bracket. You can charge more per ticket. So oh, keep, sure. Be, that's a specific scenario. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna buy some puzzles with the money. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that corn guy can buy as many puzzles as he wants. <laughs> His walls are just covered in puzzles that he paid someone to do for him. <laughs> uh but I always thought, I was like, how are you still, like, this is mm. angry music. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're processing something. Sure. You don't seem to be arriving anywhere. And I don't know corn well enough to know if that's true. I don't know either. I just use them as an example because it's fun to go. Yeah, totally. Like that guy? Sounds like you're shitting. <laughs> well, you know. Like that kind of. Let's get the shit down on wax. Yeah. It's funny that there's like a kind of like a shit sound you can make. <laughs> Like that's a sound you can make when you're pushing hard enough. The captions say efforting noises. <laughs> With booyah, mm-hmm. are we headed anywhere? Not so much on purpose or like I diligently, so. but sort of. <laughs> Certainly not that. If you <laughs> neither of those, things. no. <laughs> yes, if, I have thought that before. That right? we're trying to move away from the. Uh, very unhealthy and just kind of tedious effect that the 90s had on our yeah. brains and this sort of uh, uh, we were kind of very, very trained to consume and mm-hmm. trained to not just consume shit but shitty entertainment and uh, yeah. um, and also like want to like want the, the desire to like become something yeah worth consuming yeah that's <laughs> uh, right uh, that, there's also that like we might have started Booyah more with an idea of wanting to be interesting and like in a way that's consumable. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I don't care about it at all. <laughs> Truly. I mean, I'd like, I think our show is amazing. I'd love for people to hear it, but I don't actually care. Well, I think I get excited about it sometimes, but that never goes well for me. So it's like, right. that's the wrong way to like that. Like even that is like part of the lesson of Booyah. Well, like, like, okay, if people find it, that's a happy accident. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But I'm also like, that's not the point anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which is cool. I mean, it For is, me, it is, at least. It, certainly, starting out, it's like, well, I want to make a thing that's yeah. good enough that people will like this thing. Yeah. Uh, so I can get rich out of it. 
yeah and, and become famous yeah yeah <laughs> but if you with any kind of integrity honesty intensity whatever actually try to interrogate your experiences with the kinds of texts we've always talked about mm -hmm. like what you find is like good art mm -hmm. is inspiring and invigorating mm -hmm. and, and, and compelling in ways yeah and the bad art it's like well we can have fun talking about it but mm -hmm. this is soul crushing <laughs> yeah like yeah like <laughs> look what it can do to you if you take it seriously yeah like if you're like and if your mind is developing alongside it and with yeah. it it's kind of like oh shit so it's like the process of being us trying to make the thing that we may have set out thinking we were going to make mm -hmm. it it led to something else entirely yeah where now what draws me to it is just that it is a it's a it's like there's room to just explore what life is like mm -hmm. and if you're doing that with any kind of care i don't know that you can quite stay put entirely mm -hmm. there's going to be a little bit of an evolution of course it's messy and it mm -hmm. takes forever and it goes up and days. down yeah yeah it's like a jagged slope a little whatever. pill yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i said earlier Hannah and I get married in June. Hey. Hannah's his future wife. <laughs> in a few years, we'll try for kids. Maybe one day I'll finally put one of these puzzles together with my future son or daughter. Some quality bonding time. Or, more likely, they'll never get done and I'm just a dumbass for buying them. <laughs> time will tell. Thank you for listening to my story and thanks to Joe and Rob for letting me tell it to you. Rob and Joe, you guys can use my 10% target discount anytime you want. That was great, Ronnie. What yeah. I really like about it is the simplicity, like the uh, just like the zoomed in mm -hmm. uh, nature of the story and how it's like just a small human choice mm -hmm. that, that the story ends up being about. Uh, I, I like when any story is about something like that. Yeah. I like it's not like it's, it's it's minute, really. Mm -hmm. uh, this choice to buy some puzzles, uh, and every choice we make like that is like informed by s countless crazy ass experiences and shit. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing. It, it does seem like one way to go about things might be to try to pay careful attention to the minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Versus what I certainly have a habit of doing, which is always trying to go to the abstract, conceptual, mm -hmm. sort of sweeping sense of things. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, great. Like, you'll do that no matter what. Right. <laughs> How about uh, make a habit, a fresh habit, practice mm -hmm. the act of just paying close attention to what's going on, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and you'll, you may extrapolate from that uh, worthwhile uh, things to consider. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks, Ronnie. Thank you. And listen, if you are out there listening, and you got something you want to share with us. Yeah, do it. If you want to write it up, you can email it to booyahpodcast.gmail.com if you have the means to record it. Record it. And it sounds, you know. If it doesn't sound like it was recorded on a potato. Yeah. And if it's like, you got to like, you know, put some thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> you can also email that to us, booyahpodcast.gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Obviously, we're not over here trying to make promises about putting your shit on uh, on the airwaves here. Yeah. But we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Make it all good like Ronnie did. Yeah. Make it good like Ronnie and then, you yeah. know, we'll figure something out. That's right. We'll make it work. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Who knows what's next on Booyah? <laughs> Who fucking knows? I don't know. Uh, but it'll be something and we'll see you then. Yeah. Take care. Hey, real quick. Before we get out of here with a little bit of big dumb head. Uh, as promised, I almost forgot. Ronnie, who sent in this voicemail, you can tell, smart, likable, all that stuff. 
Listen, I mentioned it before on Booyah. He's got an Aqua Teen Hunger Force podcast called Dancing is Forbidden. Uh, I do like to watch the Aqua Teen episodes and then listen. Honestly, I don't think you have to even watch or even be that big a fan of Aqua Teen itself because Ronnie makes the show totally enjoyable as he does something similar to what we did here. You know, I was kind of riffing on his structure, uh, which isn't, you know, entirely alien to, to Booyah, but you know, pop culture context, what's going on. Let's hear a little bit of the music of the day when that Aqua Teen episode came out. He's got voicemails from listeners uh, on occasion. One of my favorite things he does is he takes a close look at some of the details of the show. He keeps tabs on the creators of the show as they apparently work on a new movie that's coming out soon. So anyway, what I'm getting at is it's a good podcast (laughs) and it's good because of him. And I hope that you can tell from listening to this episode of Booyah what he's offering over there and you'll go check it out. Dancing is forbidden. Thank you as always, Ronnie. Hope you enjoyed this and hope everyone uh, can enjoy this here uh, recording of a song I wrote. I recorded this a few years ago, Big Dumb Heads, about Joe. Well, I never met a worry I didn't want to make love to Stay up late and contemplate All I've done and all I'll never do So I'm gonna make a change now Now is all I'll ever have I'll go out of my mind without whiskey this time Being better can't be so bad Oh, I hope my head will go Fuck itself So maybe I'll take up woodwork And build myself a little life Laugh and love and keep my head up And face the big blue sky Cause I've tried fear and anger All that got me was more grief If I can be renewed by a whole new truth I'll believe anything I hope my head will go fuck itself So I'll just sit on our porch in this chair I made With you nearby and a look in your eye like I was worth the wait And we'll grow roots in this place We'll dig our hands into this dirt Raise some chicks and a couple of kids And teach them all the shit we learn Oh, I know My best last hope is to hold you And breathe air And tell my big dumb head to go fuck itself Just Ronnie coming in after the fact. Hey, how about that big dumb head? Always fun when Rob puts a a song at the end of an episode. Just coming in to let you know that the puzzles, they're still sitting in their bag. This time, in the basement. Maybe one day they'll get done. Who knows?